we're not gonna be allowed to do this anymore. Welcome to Long and Hard. I'm super complicated. He's here, right here, officer. <laughs> well, we already know that Tom has the biggest brain here. Yeah. The podcast you didn't know you needed in your life until now. I was 230 pounds. Nice. So much. We're all wearing jeans. There's so much piss on all these jeans. It just we're recording here. <laughs> just gotta lead in. No yeah, words. We, yeah. we just banter yeah. pretty much. Like now, because we're recording. So we're recording right now. Awesome. <laughs> Hello, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, great. Thanks Phenomenal. for thanks for coming. Yes. Thanks for having me. I always love being on these things. Talk. Yeah. Good. I like talking, and this is the, 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 the most productive way I can make business better by yapping. So it's I love podcasts awesome. so much. Yeah. That is pretty, <laughs> pretty much. much been my mantra for the past 10-ish <laughs> months that we've been doing this yeah so. i was gonna say that's pretty much why we do it so <laughs> that's awesome yeah so you were talking about a little bit about a fire yeah on the uh on the off so tell us a little bit about that tell us kind of what happened and sure so yeah. uh it was um it was november mm-hmm it seems like forever ago now, just because how much stress and how much adrenaline stuff went through the fire. Mm-hmm. But uh, we had a house fire. We lived in an apartment building. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yes, an apartment fire, and uh, it was just crazy. We, myself and my girlfriend, lived together, um, and my daughter lived somewhere else with mm-hmm. her mom. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, she wasn't with me that weekend, so right. that was like a blessing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went to bed around like a normal time. I had a big day. I was supposed to be on the Awesome Hour the next day. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, shout out to Awesome Hour. No yeah. longer exists. Yeah. And then I uh, we heard a crackling sound. Oh. Like. Two, three in the morning. It was three. I've done this report like 50 times. So it was three in the morning, three, three, three in the morning. And uh, so I opened the, the curtains and I was in that kind of like dream state. You know, when you wake up and you got to like hit the washer, but you're like, you're not sure if you're awake or you're asleep. Oh, yeah. And the entire balcony was on fire. Holy shit. Oh, and shit. for like my first thought was like, and I'm not a religious man, but I'm like, oh, I guess I went to hell. Like that's what's <laughs> happening right now. Like it was because yeah, I was so yeah. like dreamy. Yeah. Right, right. And then I kind of, I snapped into it. And so fun fact, this is my second apartment fire. No. Uh, I was in one when I was five. So uh, apartments on wow, fire. really? Yeah. Huh. It, don't rent out to this guy. <laughs> yeah, no, don't, yeah, hopefully my landlord's not listening. <laughs> the first one was my mom. So we made fun. My sister, she has to burn an apartment down. Then we're all like bonded through fire, I guess. Sure. But uh, so the... Uh, it's everything's on fire. So I yell at my uh, girlfriend, I'm like, go get the rabbit, get the hell out of here. We have a mm-hmm. pet rabbit, the most useless pet, but we have one. All right. <laughs> She's hotter than me. I do what she says. So uh, <laughs> yeah. that's just how that works. So we, uh, she goes and gets the rabbit, and I am, I'm, I'm not dressed yet. I don't sleep. I sleep a la nude. And so yep. uh, I go out and I'm, I grab like a bottle of water. It was like a big, like a, like one of these, like kind of like yeah. not like a hydro flask, like Visco style, yeah. but like a water bottle. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to put this fire out, <laughs> forgetting that it's the whole balcony. Yeah. So I open the patio door and I look and it's just an inferno. I'm like, well, this is stupid. So I run back, get dressed. Yeah. And then uh, I come back out and I grab my laptop because uh, as we get into what I do, my entire life is on my laptop. Yeah. All my research, my book, my, my all my presentations, like everything is on that thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I don't back stuff. I didn't back. I still haven't. But I should back <laughs> stuff up. Uh, let's be honest here. Yeah. Um, and so the fire is going. And uh, I yelled at my girlfriend to go pull the alarm because there was no alarm going off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we exited the building. And so uh, fire investigators came. It started on our balcony. Uh, it was a tobacco smoker. I don't smoke tobacco. So uh, they assume it was somebody that flicked us. But they don't actually know. There was no ignition source found. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So hmm. they're assuming. They have to assume, right? Right. Because they yep. want to close the deal on the investigation. Sure. Uh, so it's been pretty crazy. It was uh, interesting because as a self-defense coach, like that's kind of outside my purview, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. It, it shouldn't be, right? So yeah. there's a, a great quote from a guy. His name is Clint Overland. He's a former, he's done some stuff. And uh, Clint, he, his quote is, self-defense starts at washing your hands, which means like, you know, don't get sick. Yeah. yeah. Right? Okay. So, yeah, so yeah. It, 
that's kind of I'm kind of layering it in now to what I do in the fire investigators because mm-hmm. the fire investigator researches you. Sure. And do you know what open source intel is? Fa- uh, Facebook. Yeah. So sure. open yeah. source is anything somebody can access. So the right. investigators research open source access stuff. So they researched mm. my Facebook. They saw the podcast. Right. Oh, they did. Yeah, yeah. Right. Because that's yeah. all available. Yeah. It's and so out there. So and yeah. it, it was actually good because uh, I'm kind of salesman-y. I kind of yeah. talk big. Sure. And the investigator is a former police officer, and he's like, normally guys who talk like you are liars. <laughs> he's like, I'm like, oh, good, good to know. Yeah. He's like, but then we saw. Through your podcast, I'm like, oh, he's just like that. I'm like, yeah. is that okay? I'm just like, I'm just like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it was pretty crazy. So insurance uh, actually was. Everybody has horror stories about insurance. Uh, I highly recommend Impact Insurance. Everybody, okay. um, yeah. they Show they up. crushed it. We had money in our account seven hours after the fire. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it was super cool. So huh. uh, it was interesting. Um, it was definitely it, it was kind of cool because a lot of the stuff that I teach is heavier on the psychological effect of violence and less mm-hmm. on the physical stuff, right? Yeah. So yeah. while I love MMA, I don't do MMA. Clearly, I'm not in the shape to do MMA. Um, but I uh, I do a lot of like the repercussions of violence. So you've been assaulted. Here's what's going to happen. Right, here's what happens right. during the fight. Here's what happens before the fight. Here's what to look for. Sure. Yeah. And all the things that I teach happen to me in this high stress situation. Mm-hmm. And I kind of thought like and there's a saying that the, the people that feel that they're most uh, immune are the ones that are most vulnerable and i kind of thought i was immune to these like panic reactions yeah sure. okay this is yeah, all yeah. i talk about all the freaking time so i yeah. gotta be a pro right but no. no no i freaked out i grabbed my water bottle and so i have that water bottle still and it's 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 just this big huge water bottle <laughs> and so my girlfriend and everybody's makes fun of me they call it my special bottle because i save that over <laughs> yeah, like everything yeah, else yeah, my yeah. laptop and my special water bottle special bottle <laughs> but the funny thing is when you're under stress and this yeah. happens in violence and everything but when mm-hmm. the only thing that comes out is habit ritual like yeah, you don't yeah. problem solve when you're under stress right, right. all you have is pre-existing training or conditioning that you mm-hmm. have so habit ritual etc this is yes. kind of like the navy seals where you fall back to your exactly. level of training, training. Yeah. yeah so you default to a level of training and there has to be training there because if there's nothing yep. there you're just running on nothing that's right. called freezing we can get all of that if you want mm-hmm. sure but uh so every time i leave my house i grab that water bottle <laughs> really? so that was my habit when i yeah because it's, oh, it's my gym bottle it's my it's, it's always I it's always now. in my hand gotcha. so yeah, yeah, yeah. so i'm like i'm leaving Grab the water. water bottle. So outside, I have this rabbit. I'm wearing like just like pretty much what I'm wearing now, not yeah. this shirt, and a water bottle. I'm like, what? Why? <laughs> like, it was well, just, it was interesting. Well, thank God Edmonton Intriguing. wasn't minus 25 in November too. Yeah, so. it was. It wasn't too bad. Yeah. And there was a like I said, there's a comedy of errors that happened. I don't know how much I'm allowed to say on the show because there's still an investigation going on. Yeah. Sure. But the first yeah. fire truck that showed up was, uh, I'll tell you after the show, okay. was disabled. Oh, and what? yeah. So the first, so the, fi- the fire was the fire was bad. Yeah. So fire mm. doubles every whatever, every minute or whatever the stat is. Okay. And uh, so the fire fighters arrived in like five minutes, which means it probably should have only got my suite and the suite above us. Mm-hmm. But there was like three point two million dollars worth of damage done. So the right. engine gets there. Yeah. And it's disabled by something because again, ongoing investigation. Um, but uh, so it, it wasn't in use. So we had to wait for the second engine. Which oh, took another okay. eight minutes, which right. gave it t- three times or twice as long time yeah. to burn. So it's like exponential. Exactly, because yeah. it doubles wow. and it doubles again, like yeah. compounds, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it was pretty crazy. What's the state of the building right now? I don't know. I haven't been down there. Yeah. Um, I know nobody's in it. Uh, mm. uh, my girlfriend is a flight attendant, and one of the flight attendants works in, was living in our building, works with her, and he's not back in his suite yet. So, sure. oh, yeah. And wow, he was really? like down okay. a wing. Like he wasn't even where the fire originated. Right. But yeah. Old building, right? Yeah. 1979, it was built. Yeah. Uh, asbestos, like yeah. it just, oh, it's yeah. and smoke. And like when you hear fire sale and fire damage, like people don't understand. Like, because uh, I'm not really a stuff person. Like, I don't care that I lost. Like, nobody died. Yeah, yeah so that's like a shit. That's really yeah, the exactly. thing. True. Yeah, truly. You, you would say. But yeah. uh, other people that, I, <laughs> oh, yeah. that live with me uh, disagree. So they, <laughs> they miss their stuff. And so, um, 
she, she went back to try and get some stuff. Mm. And, you know, some stuff survived because, you know, they didn't go all the way in. It started outside. Right. 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 Okay. So there was stuff like the further back it was, the better it was. But water and smoke damage, like, made everything. Like, we, she did take stuff, but we had to throw it out eventually. Yeah. Because it was just yeah done. It's, it was done. It's done. Yeah. yeah. Most definitely. It's ruined. Wow. So getting back to the self-defense thing, though. Sure. Because that's, yeah. like... It's kind of well, what I do, yeah. Forte. yeah. Other <laughs> than two fires, that's more mostly what I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. My preferred. This is the yeah. fire guy and the, and <laughs> yeah. the, the uh, self defense guy. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love how you're saying that though. You take almost like a holistic approach to yep. it. And uh, when I was listening to the Awesome Hour, you were really getting into this, and I think you kind of, uh, you almost don't like the word holistic or whatever it is. But... I don't like, it, but it, if so, English is funny. Yeah. So English, there's a word that describes something perfectly, yeah. and then that word gets demonized or misused, and then people hate it, and then they pick a, a less appropriate word. Sure. A holistic is that word for me. Yeah. Holistic is the perfect word. It's exactly what I do. Mm-hmm. But if I say holistic, you think I have chakras and crystals. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, you it's kind been, of roll right? your yeah. so, so it's, it's all encompassing. But holistic, yeah. by definition, is the perfect word for yeah, what exactly. I do. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's sure. the it's the entire scope of a self defense situation. So pre contact, contact, and post contact. Mm-hmm. Which, because most people focus, and this is where I make my money. I uh, I get to travel around the world, so yeah. I've, I've taught in ten countries. Yeah, yeah, to brag, brag, brag. But uh, I uh, I get to travel because what yeah. I do is kind of niche, right? It's not right. it's sure. not Absolutely. the normal thing. Like, yeah. And I'm not trying to crap on physical skills, but if, if all you have is a hammer, they look like a nail, mm-hmm. right? So if you're like, I train martial arts and mm-hmm. I know martial arts, but I'm like, okay, but if you would have done these eight things, you didn't need to get in that fight. Sure. Yeah. But exactly. they're like, but all my thought process. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, so holistic is the great word. Mm-hmm. And that's what I do. So I teach, I primarily don't really even teach the physical skills. Not that I don't do my box and I do BJJ like everybody has to nowadays, but I, uh, that's, that's for me. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. not for teaching. Right. So right. for, okay. right. for what sure. I do is I go to gyms like a BJJ gym or a Krav Maga gym or a karate gym. Sure. And I'm like, okay, so you got these physical skill sets. That's awesome. But you live in the first world. This was developed in Okinawa in sixteen hundred. You could just straight up murk a fool and yeah, it didn't matter, it was, right? Yeah. But now, you know, there's jail and such. Right. So <laughs> so we have to like update the the information that's out there because while the, the skills are good, mm-hmm. um, and we can get in and out of like different types of training, why MMA is kind of taking over just because mm-hmm. of the skill sets that happen in the pressure testing. Mm-hmm. But even with MMA, like there's some conditions that happen in MMA that don't happen in real life, right? Sure. There's yeah. a third party in there that is making sure you're safe. Yep. If you tap, it's over, right? Yeah. And there's all these yeah. stories, the reality-based guys like myself yeah. like to share about how MMA is bad. It's not. I'm not saying MMA is bad. It's an amazing skill. So if you know MMA... You're going to be okay in most fights. Sure. But here's the goal. Don't right. get in the fight. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, most or definitely. Realize it's coming. And then also like the after the after part. So yeah. um, I don't know if I talked about my one of my multiple stabbings on the awesome hour. Yes. But I was stabbed. Uh, mm-hmm. So I've been stabbed a couple times. Uh, two and a half times is my joke. And probably the same joke I made last time because I'm just I'm on repeat. Um, it's uh, so I got stabbed once in the face, and that was my fault. I yep. didn't know anything about adrenaline. The guy was shaking; he was attacking somebody. I said, "You're not going to stab me," because I like John Wayne movies. And he was like, "Fuck you!" And he did. Uh. Um, but it was a Swiss Army knife, and it didn't get dangerous, and I won. It was fine. Yeah. Okay. And so then my beard is right here. Oh, okay. Uh, so we're here for the camera. Okay. And, uh, and then so I got the one that I talk about the most, the one that I like built a kind of a career on actually, even though it was only one stab and I meet people get stabbed way more times. They just didn't leverage it as well as I did. Sure. Uh, is the one, is the one to the leg, which was supposed to be to the neck. Mm-hmm. Now, while I, I survived that, I survived with like, none of my training made me survive. Mm-hmm. I freaked yeah. out. My hands went out. I controlled mm-hmm. the person. I thought he was wrestling me and trying to fight me. I was training very heavily in sport based <clears throat> models back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was doing submission grappling and I was doing uh, a tie boxing, not to date myself, but I'm kind of pre MMA. I never yeah. competed in MMA and I didn't have the, the, the stones to do it. But, uh, uh, it was like when Emmy was getting big, like UFC eight, nine, oh, really? maybe okay. like, like, yeah. yeah. Cause I'm 30 yeah. I'm 39. Gotcha. Yeah. So, uh, it was back in the day, right? My heyday, like everybody has. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, 
so I got I got stabbed. I didn't even know I was stabbed. I had to go to yeah. the hospital after they told me. But that's wow. not even the important part of the story. The important part of the story is the year of depression that happened after. Right. Because there's no so if you're looking at a sport based model, any kind of competition, right? Like mm-hmm. you're you're in sales. Yeah. Right? You can't be like, I suck at sales. You have to be like, I'm the best. I'm in the mirror, yeah. right? Like always Absolutely. be closing, mother. Right. You have to like <laughs> yeah. you gotta be yeah. yeah. Same thing with any competition, including yeah. fight competition. Yeah. So I firmly believed I was invincible. I'm a huge comic nerd. Um, I obviously identify with Batman. I'm a martial arts nerd yeah. and I like yeah. comics. Um, I thought I was Batman. And then yep. this 165 pound crack, it almost straight up killed me for 450 an hour on White Ave on a Wednesday. Jesus. And yeah, so it, no. I got sad, yep. right? I got real depressed. And I don't want to say clinical because I wasn't diagnosed, but I was, I stopped training 100%. Mm-hmm. And I thought everything I learned was garbage. Yeah. And then I found a book by a guy named Rory Miller, who later became my mentor because I make shit happen. Oh, okay. Uh, and well, so I yeah. read his book, and then I stalked him like legit. I like drove to where he was, like let's be friends. And now we work <laughs> together, which is really oh, cool. There you go. Wow. Um, and uh, he talked about this. He called what he called the freeze and the and the depression that happens and all these things mm-hmm. that nobody at the time was mentioning. Mm. Right. And the internet was really new. It wasn't on my phone back then. You couldn't look this stuff up. You had to just take the word of the BS guy with the black belt who had sure, the mystery, right. mystery tournament, like that Joe Rogan story. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like went into the woods. Like, it was such a different time back then. Now, like, mm-hmm. everything's... That's why MMA is so popular, right? Because yeah. you can see, like, oh, this guy got his ass kicked. It happened. There's a video of it, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's that's what got me fascinated was I had these trophies and this bullshit that, like, yeah. that didn't matter, right? And I always right. make the jokes. Like, and I travel. And I'm like, yeah, I was number one in Canada. But there's only 35 million of us, so calm down. It's not a big deal, right? Like, because in the U.S., it's a way bigger 350 million yeah. people, right? Yeah. Um, but that didn't help me against junkie with no training. Right, it just it didn't matter. He had something yeah. sharp and almost killed me. Yeah. So that's when I was like, okay, there's got to be a better way, right. right? And so I started researching these soft skills. We call them so hard mm-hmm. skills are the physical, soft skills like the psychological, emotional yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so that's what I do now. And so I get to right. travel and do this, and it's pretty freaking awesome. So yeah, this happened all before the self defense thing. Like you were Correct, just strictly yeah. training, like to yeah. for competition. And yes, but I. It was sold to me. So the competition training was sold to me as a panacea for all training. Sure. Okay. Right. So yeah. it was like if you take Thai boxing, then you doesn't matter what comes at you. Yeah. Mm. Right. Because okay. it makes yep. sense. And, and you again, can go fight 165 pound crackheads. Exactly. Yeah, you should. Okay. Yes. No you should be fine. You're, yeah. ba- you're exactly. You're Batman. And I was yeah. I was training hard. I was doing like I didn't. I was single. Yeah. Right. I didn't have a kid. I was doing like six seven hours a day. I was in the gym. Yeah. Right. And. Yeah. Uh, I was really trained, and I'm not saying that train didn't help. I'm sure I'm alive because of it, mm-hmm. but there was there was definitely ways to cut some fat off of that. And I just did this talk. I just did the podcast called The Lion's Den with Makai Moromo. It just came out today, actually. That's what they just messaged me. Right. Yeah. And we, saw, I saw something. Yeah. Anyways. So, so yeah. we were talking about uh, this, because he's a Thai boxer, and I'm not anymore. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just saying, like, there's just, the MMA model's great, but the things you do, like, competition inbreeds, right? So you learn the rules to break the rules. So I don't know how familiar with BJJ, but BJJ is something called a donkey entry, which is great for competition, but you bend over and then you go ass backwards into somebody sure. huh. and you try and grab their ankle to go into a whatever, right? Yeah. Got it. So okay. while, while that's great for competition. Real yeah. life. Our, yeah, our, our, <laughs> yeah. Our goal structure is different, right? right yeah, and our tactics absolutely. are different. So yeah. we need to be um, prepared for as many eventualities as possible because I don't know the rule set. Mm-hmm. There might be a rule set, but I don't get to know it. Yeah. Right. So maybe you you're fighting me and you're like, you know, I don't kick guys in the head, but I don't know that. I don't know you have a code of honor. Sure. Yeah. Right. Even though there is one, because everybody's like, there's no rules in a street fight. Oh, there are. You just don't know them. Yeah. Right. Because that person might be like, oh, I can't go back to jail, so I can just you know stab them one time. Right. <laughs> but you you can't possibly know yeah. that. Yeah. Most yeah. Definitely. Exactly. So the known the known that I know that there's unknowns are huge. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. so that's that's kind of where I I fit in. So I would go to a BJJ school, but you guys are awesome. Like you guys train. You're killers. You're fucking choking people out. You're awesome. But Mm-hmm. 
choke somebody out, that's the UK. How much is BJ? 127 a month? Sure. How much is a lawyer? Because <laughs> yeah. guess what, right? If you yeah. don't kill that guy, or yeah. if you do, yeah. people are going to have questions. Whether you take down your drunk uncle trying to drive home drunk at the family reunion, or you get in a street fight, people are going to have questions. Grandma or a judge, like, what the fuck? Yeah. And you need to yeah. explain that. And that's that's where the martial arts world is doing a disservice to people is they're yeah. not learning how to articulate. They're not mm-hmm. learning why they do what they do. They're just dominating. Mm-hmm. And while the mm-hmm. sport contact is good, you get in a lot of trouble in the street. There's a story. I'll let you guys talk in a second, I promise. <laughs> there's a, there's a, I'm enjoying this. I have so going. many questions. Yeah, yeah. I just keep writing shit yeah, down. Yeah. So. There's a story of a... So do you guys know what the Abu Dhabi uh, Grappling Championship is? No. Okay, so it's like the ultimate... It's like, so Sultans bring in the best wrestlers to perform for them. So okay. it's like this yeah. huge, huge deal in the grappling. Okay. Yeah. There was a two-time Abu Dhabi champ. So guy's legit. Guy's yeah. straight up awesome. Yeah. He... Um, and again, I want to preface one more time, because in case you have BJ listeners, I'm not saying grappling is bad. Mm-hmm. I'm saying the tactics are different when it's a predator. Sure. Two men jumped this guy outside because he had a bunch of stuff on him. They yeah. didn't know who he was. So he straight double leg take down the first dude. That dude was done. Solid. Second guy pulled a knife because unfortunately, here's what happens. Yeah. If you punch me super hard, I don't go, oh, I want to punch this. I'm going to grab a tool. I'm going to mm-hmm. call a friend. I'm going to grapple. Yeah. I'm going to change. Humans don't like losing. Yeah. And we're tool-based pack hunters. That's what we are. We're, you, we're not going to take a yeah. tiger in a fist fight. Interesting. Yeah. Right? We're yeah. tool-based pack hunters. So when predators are looking at like, oh, I want to take the, you, the UFC guy, they're not going to be like, what's up? Let's hit the cage and be like, oh, when does he get drunk? Yeah. What time does yeah. he go to bed? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. going to hunt like we hunt any other animal larger, which is every other animal on the planet. Yeah. So we have this skill set, right? Yeah. So anyways, guy pulls a knife. Um, uh, the Abu Dhabi champ grabbed him, put him in an arm bar, put him on the ground, was going to break his arm. Yeah. Dude tapped. Abu Dhabi champ let go and got stabbed seven times in the chest. Oh, Jesus. Well, and again, wow. the, yeah. the, the, and everybody's like, oh, what a dumb move. I'm like, no, his, condi- his conditioning, yeah. his, his repeatable successful um, attempts and reps always let go to tap. He thought he had won. Yeah. Mm. And that's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is that there's more than, to this than just kicky and punchy and choky. Right? Yeah. There's other yeah, things. For sure. Yeah, for yeah. yeah. sure. Survival at the end of the day, right? Exactly. And like it's... I firmly believe self-defense should affect your life as little as possible. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. What I mean by that is like, I hate when people are like, uh, you know, so there was this stupid study on Facebook, like women who have ponytails are more likely to be attacked by assault, uh, uh, by predators. Sure. No, they asked one dude in the prison. They made this like BuzzFeed article garbage. I read your article about statistics too. We'll probably get into that. Okay. Well. Well, you guys really did your research. Little, Thank you very much. Bit, a little bit. A little I appreciate bit. it. Well, yeah. Two podcasts. That's more than I've done on you guys. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what is this called? Hi. Um, so it's the, it's just, it's an interesting it's an interesting field to be in. Mm. And when people, they don't understand, right? Because they think, again, everything looks like a nail when all you have is a hammer. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Well. <laughs> that was a lot. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Let me take that all in. Absorb that information a little bit. Well, you pretty much like, in the street fight, you don't, not that yeah. I've been in too many. Sure. I've been sucker punched once or twice, but like, yeah. like a real street fight, no. Um but I mean, what do you find as a real street fight, though? Well, I guess Getting maybe where you sucker punch in the street. Yes, street fight cred. All right, street. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah. I've been in sure. street fights, ladies. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. yeah, no, that that that's an interesting point. That, uh, well, yeah, I, I I don't know. When I first heard your stuff, I thought it was very interesting and a very mm-hmm. practical approach, especially for like, I don't know who. I guess who is kind of your target client? Is it sort of everyone, or is it kind of? Yeah, great, great question. Or uh, is it? Uh, retraining someone who's already trained i guess no so like we have to look at it right because like even though when i use the example of if i want to take a ufc fighter and do this most predators aren't taking out ufc fighters yeah. right mm-hmm. so yeah. 
every hunter hunts different. And so when I say hunter, I mean like people that are predating on people. So mm-hmm. you can't mm-hmm. say, I hate when people give black or white answers, right? Like a uh, walk with confidence. Okay? Yeah, yeah. What if the predator likes to rape confident women, then you're on a predator. It just, every yeah. hunter hunts right. different. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So what you need to do is just like, you have to need to, who I train was the question. Who I train is primarily people that are, I guess, the. I kind of only talk to the anointed, right? People that have already kind of experienced this. So, mm, uh, I okay, did, I okay. did, I did martial arts and it failed me in real life. Or mm. I'm a woman and this, you know, my husband beat me. Um, I work on reserves. I work with underprivileged people. I work with former and current sex workers. Mm-hmm. Um, I work at Krav Maga gyms. Like anybody will have me, really. <laughs> okay. Right? So yeah, gotcha. I don't have like a like a demographic for gotcha. marketing. I haven't. Gotcha. I'm sure I will eventually, but I haven't needed it yet. I'm doing pretty good with just like the social media stuff. And then yeah, sure. somebody sees it and like, hey, this is interesting. We need mm-hmm. this at our gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotcha. It kind of is a universal concept, though. At the end of the day, you want to yeah. be protecting yourself. Yeah. Um, you don't want to live your life in a bubble. You no. Because like, no. I was yep. going to say to you, well, just don't go to the bar then, man. Or something right. like that, right? Well, like, and that, while that's great advice. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like statistically. Yeah. So quote unquote, I don't like statistics, but I mean, use them <laughs> because they're good for conversation. Yeah. The the most dangerous demographic you have is is between the ages of fourteen to twenty four in the first world. Right. In the mm, first world. Canada, okay. Okay. Yeah. So if you're in between the ages of fourteen to twenty four, that's when most sexual assaults happen. That's where most uh, damage happens. Where most street fights happen. Mm-hmm. Because you're fourteen to twenty four, right? Yeah. You're, yeah. you're going through stuff. So while yeah, obviously you could take a like a prepper mentality of like I want to stay in my basement. Sure. But if you want to have a social life, <laughs> right, you got to go to these places. And so I think I have like these like couple like quick clickbait tips on how to stay safe and one of them is don't go to places where 40 to 24 year olds get their minds altered but guess what <laughs> that's where all the coolest shit happens yeah, yeah. that's the fun yeah. place to go that's right? where you want to yeah. be exactly so when you're there so the, i use a model of um evade which is if you don't have to be there don't be there mm-hmm. if not escape so the next thing is escape um, I don't know how much you guys know about plane crashes <laughs> uh, i'm a research guy you probably might have noticed yeah um, and my girlfriend's a flight attendant and i fly a lot yeah. And so, and I'm, I'm a white knuckle flyer because I'm not in control. I'm a little bit of a control freak. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I did all the research on plane crashes. Yeah. Yeah. And plane crashes are actually super survivable. Like, like the odds, they only talk about the ones that don't go well, but yeah. like they're not too bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you make an escape plan. So when they're doing the safety dance, yeah. don't read your book. Yeah. You should be listening. You should uh, be listening. And okay. <laughs> so remember how I said before, when you're, all that comes out is habit and ritual. Yeah. Just seeing that once puts something in your brain. So you have something to go to mm. when that situation happens. Mm. If you have nothing, then you we, we, you hit what's called an overwhelmed freezer fixation, which means you are overwhelmed and all you can think of is being overwhelmed because yeah. you have no other habit to supersede that. Yes. So okay. it's like getting yeah. punched in the face for the first time. Like, oh, I got punched in the face. And you go into freeze, like your mm-hmm. body freeze, and you go into fixation. Right. That hurt more than I thought. Why did that person punch me? What did I do? Mm-hmm. That's a fixation. That's not helpful. This yeah. is not the time yeah, yeah. to problem solve. It's time to not get punched a second time. Right, right, right. But once you have a habit, bang, bang, you're better, right? And mm. so just seeing something one time is better than nothing. So evade, don't go somewhere. If not, escape. So when I say, okay, so you're going to a house party, 14, 24, you get their minds altered, mm. shit could happen. It might not, yep. right? But it could. Have an escape plan. Know you're the fast way up from the top floor, the basement, and just and it takes two seconds. Mm-hmm. Jason Bourne this. Where they yeah. don't need to know how far you can run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't need to know the license plates. <laughs> right? But you just you just need to know where the exits are. And honestly, that's made a huge difference. Can yeah. I tell one more story? Is that okay? Please. So I was I was uh so I'm big in MMA and yeah. I used to coach MMA fighters. Um but they oh, okay. they failed because they were doing the street fighting stuff. Mm. And so I stopped. And also, I'm not a good corner person. I want to help my friends. Mm-hmm. I had uh, my friend Ryan, my co-host on Talking to Savages, Ryan, when we were on Rother, when he was first competing, I was his corner man. 
and I got carpal tunnel from trying to throw the, the towel. And he's like, no, but he got his butt kicked. Um, so we're at an event watching Ryan fight. I was no longer there, but I was with two RCMP officers. So mm-hmm. they're friends of mine. I'm not going to say their names because they don't come up great in the story. Uh, a riot started because uh, one of the fighters did, couldn't come or something in an actual riot. Started. So I'm like, guys, come this way. And I, I, I got them outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were like, how did you do that? I'm like, do what? They're like, how'd you get us out of there? Like, you took charge. I'm like, well, I walk in. I look for the eggs. Don't you? They're like, yeah, like we're supposed to. <laughs> I'm like, well, maybe <laughs> yeah. do that because that's why I look like freaking a superhero yeah, right now. Yeah. And you guys yeah. were panicking and you had to follow civilian McGee yeah. outside when you're like these these badasses, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Huh. so after of escape, if you can't do that, then de-escalate your next step, right? So mm-hmm. if you could talk your way out of this. Yeah. Um, I say we. There's not a mouse in my pocket. The people that I work with, we, we categorize <laughs> violence into three categories. Mm-hmm. So there's category one is called status-based violence. That's mm-hmm. your what's up, bro. That's my girlfriend. That's my seat stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. Most of that, if you give them a face-saving way out, it's going to yep. end. Right? right? So Colin Truman did like a great bit on it. Or it's funny or die. One of the, I got them confused. Yeah. But they're the two guys fighting. Yeah. And then their head's like, why is nobody pulling us apart yet? Right? That's kind of a, <laughs> gotcha. kind of a thing. You've got to grow up, right? Yep. Status stuff, I'm not saying it's easy. and I'm not saying people don't die. But it is the easy to de-escalate. Right. Social violence is, is pack hunting. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you get selected by a pack, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. There's just like you get picked because we, you're wearing the wrong color in yeah. the neighborhood, right? Not that the bloods are up here, but great example for yeah, a white for sure, for dad. Sure. Yeah, uh, right? So uh, <laughs> dead, then you're in trouble. You can de-escalate through extreme violence or through uh, um, connecting with them, right? Hmm. So hostage negotiation 101 is being as many. I'm going to say the word tribe, but I don't mean in any sort of um, insensitive way. Uh, be in any group you can be in. So are you a yeah. dad? Oh, I'm a dad, right? Yeah. If you, so you want to identify with your uh, kidnapper. Same thing with the group. Gotcha. And the last thing, which I kind of focus most of my attention on, not that it's it's the least common, but the most talked about, which is predatory violence. And that's yeah. like you, right? Serial killer. Right. Yeah. That's the that's the muggers. And they want one of three things, your property, your body, your life. That's it. Sure. That You are as important to them as the hamburger wrapper is on your hamburger when you're hungry. You are just the resource carrier for what okay. the fuck they I see. want, right? I see. Yeah. So a lot of people are like, well, if somebody comes at me, like, should I connect with them? Like, no. Can you connect with, do you go connect with cows unless you're vegan? Maybe not, right? It's, it's just not a thing. So they're looking at you as you're the thing in the way of me getting what I want, your property, your body, your life. Gotcha. And this is what yeah. I like to do. In those situations, the escalation is also different, right? You have to be not be on the threat profile list or or understand what to do and then just not getting moved to a secondary location. So th- this is like a lot of the the lessons. That, obviously, these are much deeper lessons with like PowerPoints on yes. shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this is like a quick overview of like, and then after, if de-escalate doesn't work, then you have to go physical. Like, there's just no option. Right. Okay. And But here's the thing. Giving people permission to go physical is mm. is very important. Because even though you train it in the gym, you might be too scared to do it outside. And through all of my travel and all my research, I've been doing this 10 years now full time. Yeah. Huh. Um, good people are so scared of going to jail, they'll freeze. And mm. bad people know exactly what they're fucking allowed to do. Mm. Yeah. So gotcha. my job yeah. is to tell you what you're allowed to do. You right. live in Canada. You ladies live in Edmonton. I can tell you literally exactly as far as you can go. I'm yeah. not a lawyer. It's not yeah. legal advice. But you've re- probably read the books. Read the books. Yeah. I've, I've consulted on cases. Sure. I've talked to people about this. So yeah. it is, yeah, it's, it's an interesting... It's interesting, like especially people like to pick on Canada's self defense laws. Our self defense laws are actually pretty decent. Oh really? Okay. They're, they're not yeah. really that bad. There was a case that happened in 2012 in Toronto where a guy got robbed, and uh, they changed the law, the defensive person, because he attacked a guy while he was defending his property, mm-hmm. and then the law didn't allow that, but they switched it up. So it's pretty cool. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot here. So they <laughs> so, yeah. they made it even more favorable then. Part. It, it's a for, lot more favorable for the, the person defending themselves. That's right. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I was going to say because I mean we live in this society where everybody's supposed to be nice to everybody, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and that's not really. I mean, we're still humans in our yeah. core, well, right? So. Yeah. And I 
Well, I think, uh, and this is probably seems to be an overarching point from your teachings and stuff, sure. but you don't know that other person exactly. has the same rules of engagement or the same politeness or niceness or, yeah. if you do, right? Like so. So being friends with cops is not uh, favorable in this climate. I'm a friend, I'm a fan of cops. I work with police officers. I've trained the Alaskan State Troopers, and I work with the Ramsey County SWAT team once a year. Sure. So hmm. I'm friends with these people. Well, okay, I think cool. they're cool. That was a very humble brag. I didn't mean to, <laughs> but it's important. I stand behind police most of the time. There's bad yeah. people in all jobs. Sure. Don't Absolutely. get me wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but what drives me crazy is the softening of the police and the softening of people's uh, physical boundaries and people mm. being more polite because guess who's not getting softer? The bad, the bad guys. guys. Yeah. The bad guys. Yeah. They're exactly the same. Yeah. So if we, like, and again, we have to take some teeth out of some police officers. I get that. But this blanket fix isn't always great. Mm-hmm. So if, while we are, and it, it's funny. So uh, people make fun of my course. So I have this course called Pre-Attack Cues and Boundary Setting. And it's one of my most popular courses. I teach it everywhere. And if you're over 45, mm-hmm. you think the class is stupid because this is what you learn on the playground. But guess what? If you're under 45, you don't learn that shit. You're talking through a screen, mm-hmm. right? Everything's different. You don't understand body language, social cues. You right. don't, unless you're a salesperson, unless you're working with the public a lot. Right. And people, like people with antisocial tendencies, not in a dangerous way, but like who don't want to talk to people, have way more resources now. They don't ever have to learn them. Mm-hmm. In 1950, if you had Asperger's, you had to learn how to be at the table with your family. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But now you don't. So I'm not saying it's better or worse. I'm yeah. just saying that. The cues are different. Gotcha. Yeah. No, and so, I, I, I follow you. Does that make sure. sense? So yeah. showing these people, like showing people what to do is funny. And the way I always counter the old dogs, because they're always like, well, this is stupid. I just send them a text <laughs> my daughter sent me that's pretty much hieroglyphics, just emojis. Yeah. I'm like, what does that say? <laughs> and they're like, well, I don't know. I'm like, oh, you're stupid then, right? Because you, obviously you <laughs> yeah, should know yeah. everything like these kids should know, right? right no, right, it's yeah. just different skill sets. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of think of like, for example, the UK and what's going on there with their knife laws, for example. <laughs> like that's a huge, like for me, that's, indicative of what's going on where it's yeah. like oh you need a license to own a butter knife and yeah the bad guys are still they still got the machetes and stuff so it's it, it's so there's some insane so i it's we live in a world now where if you agree with somebody 90 percent of the time and disagree mm-hmm. with them 10 percent of the time you're on the opposite team yes. so to yeah, my conservative friends i sound like a liberal to my liberal friends i sound like a conservative right that's just right true, that's just how true. i am yeah. uh when it comes to self-defense law i'm very conservative yeah yep. um look at the numbers and again i stats aren't 100 percent, but mm-hmm. it's all the info we have yeah. from all the people we reported mm-hmm. criminals aren't like oh let's run these drugs oh but don't bring that knife that shit's illegal right like <laughs> does everyone have <laughs> a license want, for we, their guns yeah, today? we don't want to get in real trouble here <laughs> yeah, let's just yeah. human traffic these people but no guns that'll yeah, get us yeah. really fired up so it's uh it's an interesting situation yeah um and same thing right like people are going to kill people but i kind of changed my views on this i was very pro-gun mm-hmm. until las vegas happened okay mm-hmm. yeah so I think Canada, uh, I'm biased, I live here, Yeah. but uh, I think Canada has it right. I own guns, but I yeah. went through a course. I have a sure. license. Mm-hmm. They know what my guns look like and yeah. sound like and whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, the car analogy, right? You got to get a license to drive a car. You got to get a license to get a gun. It is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, south of the border, my friends are very conservative. Sure. Yep. And uh, they, it's such a part of their culture, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. So it's, it's, it's never going to change. Mm-hmm. But yep. I think like around the world, like taking away weapons from everybody is dumb. Mm-hmm. But also letting anybody have weapons is dumb too. There's, it's just like it's it's a, it's a fallacy. So there's a fallacy called the middle, which is everything's never black or white to the middle. But yeah. this is one of those ones where it kind of rings true. Yeah. Like there should be a program. You should have something because everybody who has a gun and all the mass shootings, they, nobody bought them legally. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. It's. Yeah. I don't think maybe. I, okay, don't quote me. Maybe somebody, but percentage low end that was a legally obtained firearm. Almost oh, definitely. Right. Yeah. 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 Like so, it's it's insane. And now in in the UK. They have knives and they're killing each other with knives. So while I do agree they should, like, there's certain things you don't need if you're hunting. Like, you don't need 20 fucking clip magazines. You don't need sure. whatever, right? Yeah. But it's, uh, 
because Vegas, right? That guy, yeah. there's no, everybody's like, oh, the only thing you saw about a bad person with a gun is a good person with a gun. That's sure. incorrect. It's a good yeah. person with training who's willing to use it with a gun. Yeah. But uh, the person who doesn't freeze, who doesn't freeze, who's, you know, can walk yeah. up a flight of stairs. Yeah. yeah. isn't like, oh, I don't need to, I can eat nachos and just shoot people. It's a talisman. I'm invincible. Yeah, yeah. But when the people, that guy, like there was no stopping that guy. If anybody had a handgun, they're not shooting 50 stories up. They're not. Yeah. That, that was, that's got to stop. Yeah. That was insane that that one person could get that many weapons with a red flag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. But, and so what I do like about the the gun restriction is that, like, while people will kill each other with knives, it's a lot more manageable. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, right. they're not going right. to kill 200 people with a knife. No. But they'll also just get fertilized and blow up a truck. So, like, it's... it's yes. Yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. right? So. Absolutely. So what do, you, what do you think about, like, concealed carry, like, for self-defense? So for me, concealed... I don't really understand concealed carry, and I'm sure uh, if you have gun fans on that, they're going to educate me online. But yeah. uh, I think concealed... The point of a gun is the deterrence. Yeah. So hiding it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Probably true. But I would say maybe, now I'm thinking about it, the mm-hmm. counterpoint would be if you don't know if somebody has a gun, then you have to assume everybody has a gun. Sure. And yeah. I mean, in the so, States, Kind of so an impasse the there. Yeah. Oh, maybe I just changed my view right yeah. there. That might have well, just happened. Well, maybe Texas is a really safe state because everybody's packing. It's very polite. Yeah. Yep. Everybody's packing. They did a study. Um, there's this book called, it's, you, don't, don't, you can read it if you want, but it's like a textbook unless yeah, you're right. in the field. It's called Better Nature of Our Angels by Stephen Pinkerton. Okay. Hmm. Um, I'm a huge nerd researcher. Yep. And uh, they did this study where they had the two, two of the same resumes. Mm-hmm. And uh, one was the resume, they're both felons, quote unquote, they're fake. And the resume was identical for name, everything, except one was a property crime and one was a physical assault. Mm-hmm. And they did, uh, they put them out to every businesses and they did like a study and pretty much right down the middle of the United States. If you did a physical assault in Northern States, you weren't going to get hired. But if you did a property crime in the, in the Southern States, you, you were, you were going to get hired. So reverse that. So in the Southern States, they're like, you killed somebody. I get it, but don't touch my stuff. Uh, Right. And in the Northern, in the Northern States, they were like, Oh my God, you hurt somebody. Like we get taking stuff. Right. And so it was just such a cultural divide. It was very interesting. Interesting. Actually, I remember learning a little bit about that in university psychology courses, which is toes in the water. But you know, the, the American South has a very much like defending their honor and Mm -hmm. even kind of self-policing, which you can trace back to, you know, the wild West of those Mm -hmm. States historically kind of had to defend your own property and yeah. manage the law yourselves in many ways. Well, so. especially Texas, right? Because Texas isn't technically part of the union, right? They can leave whenever they want. Oh, right. So mm-hmm. Texas is the Republic of Texas. They're yeah. like, they're like it's, it's like Texas. And then I, what I, just, I just watched a comedy. I don't know what it was. Uh, so, oh, The Simpsons, actually. Yeah. And uh, the guy was like, a band all the way from outside of Texas. They're like the Sex Pistols. Yeah. <laughs> like, but from outside of Texas. <laughs> right? So it doesn't gotcha. matter everywhere yeah. is outside of Texas. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's very honor-based, and mm-hmm. it's a lot more play because they'll draw yeah. down on you, right? Yeah. And so mm. while gun violence is higher, property crime is way down. Mm. Right? So it's yeah. like give and take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. Intriguing. I don't have the solution. No, 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 no God, by no means. <laughs> no. And that's the thing. There's so many different, like, so misnomer in Canada. Um, a lot of people think that because most of us get our legal education from TV shows from a country that you don't live in. Sure. So, right. So uh, <laughs> that's very well said. <laughs> right? So um, a lot of people think like, I want to press charges. In Canada, you, so the, the complainant doesn't press charges. The crown, the crown presses crown, charges. Right, yes. right. So the police decide. Like, you can pressure them and make them do it, right? But mm-hmm. it's not mandatory where in the states they have to process everything so everybody's like so our way is better i'm like well yeah here's the thing <laughs> our way is better in less red tape but our way is worse for corruption because mm-hmm. mm. everybody sues everybody for everything exactly yeah. but here the police 
if they don't want to press charges, they sue me, bro. Yeah, that's assault. <laughs> exactly. If they don't want to press, if they don't want to press charges, yeah, yeah. So the police be like, oh, this guy's a criminal, but I know him. Yeah. Wink, no charges. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. corruption's bad, but red tape's down. Yeah, In the yeah. states, red tape's up, but I would arguably say corruption will be down. <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. such a there's a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not a perfect scale, but well, yeah. and the, the yeah. U.S. like because again. One more time, I travel. <laughs> when I go to, uh, like when I'm in Denmark, for example, everyone's yeah. like, the U.S., what's that about? I'm like, okay, so you have to understand the U.S. is like 50 little countries. You all look at it like it's one homogenous oh, yeah, unit. But, yeah, it's yeah. not. Mm-hmm. I've been to a bunch of the states, and it's, I was in, so uh, Massachusetts has, uh, the way their knife laws work is each sheriff of the town decides a knife law. So I bought a knife in northern Massachusetts, huh. yep. and I drove into Boston, and it was legal, then illegal, then restricted, then legal. And every town I drove through, the the qua- the quantity of or not the quantity, the classification of my knife changed. Oh wow, really? That's crazy. Same knife, but... <laughs> same knife, yeah. but and same state. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it yeah. changed, right? Yeah. And so, and you could drive across the border. So New Hampshire's right above it, and like you can buy fireworks and guns and yeehaw. But Massachusetts is very, um, very other end of the spectrum. My Got friends you. in Massachusetts, uh, I don't agree, but they say that's where uh, liberty was born and shall die, right? So it started there. That's where everything happened. But yeah, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, for Europeans looking at the U.S., it's. World's they think different. It's, they think it's different. one place, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the joke is, uh, in North America, we think 100 years is a long time. And in uh, Europe, they think 100 miles is a long distance. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. But it's true. Like, when I was in Denmark, like, I'm like, oh, let's go here. Or, I'm oh, sorry, I was in uh, Tilburg, Netherlands. And Paris is three and a half hours away. That's like uh, South Calgary. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty reasonable. <laughs> so, I'm like, let's go. They're like... You want to go all the way to Paris? I'm like, all the way? I can't even <laughs> see it from here. What are you talking about? But I'm a prairie person, right? Yeah, exactly. So we travel. Almost definitely. Yeah. yeah. That's Edmonton to Calgary stopping at Pete's and Red Deer. Exactly. <laughs> thing, right? They don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> because like, like I was in, I was in Germany. I did. I was in Berlin for a bit. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so I Google mapped, like I wanted to go to this one thing in Berlin, the Berlin Wall. Duh. Yeah. And so then I was like, okay, where's the next stop? And so like literally it was like, oh, five minutes away is another huge piece of history. Then five minutes away is another huge piece of history. All of a sudden I was like four hours away from where I started at Checkpoint Charlie. Mm-hmm. But I was like, <laughs> but it was every five minutes. Like there's, yeah. this is this and this. And that's how all Europe is. It's just oh, yeah. everywhere you For go. Sure. Like Rome takes two weeks, just the city. Yeah. One of our buddies actually wrote a book um, oh, cool. and he talks about how it's a very Canadian thing to think of distance and time. Yes. Yeah. 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 So that is Calgary is three hours yeah. away, yeah. but yeah, yeah. The Europeans would be like, that's 300 kilometers away. What are you talking about? Exactly. Yeah. And they don't leave. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I remember even uh, kind of on that note, but a little bit of an aside, but reading uh, Arnold's book, uh, Schwarzenegger, yeah. right? Uh, when, cause he got into like some property real estate development in California when he was relatively early right. in yes, his career. Yes. And he's like, this is hilarious because if a building's 50 years old in America, everyone freaks out about the historical significance yeah. and wants to save it. So he could apply for all these grants and stuff. But he's like in Europe, unless something's 300 years old, no one gives a shit about oh, it. Minimum. Right? My first yeah, trip true. to Scotland, I climbed up a tower that was like four times older than our country. Mm-hmm. Like it was, <laughs> and it was still standing. It was like, Oh, going up. I'm like, yeah. uh, are you sure? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like in the UK, they have pubs that are like, 200, 300, 400 years old. Yeah, or minimum. Yeah. That's like a joke pub. You're yeah. Like, this is 300 years old. Why are you even talking about it? Yeah. Lame. <laughs> oh, the new pub on the street? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they don't build things to last yeah. anymore, man. <laughs> uh, not here. My friends in Germany, when they heard about the fire, 
yeah. uh, circling all the way back. Yeah. Uh, they were like, are, are things commonly built of wood there? I'm like, yes, German efficiency. We have a lot of wood. Like, I don't know what to tell you here. But... You mean it wasn't all steel? Yeah, this yeah. doesn't and, make, and rock. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. And the, and the walls were all white, like it's a hospital? What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. That was very funny as a real estate person. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that joke a little more than, than I should have, maybe. <laughs> oh, man. That's good. That's good. Awesome. So, oh, yeah, in your, like, international travels, like, is it, do you kind of teach relatively the same course, give or take? Uh... Yeah. So, I'm actually switching my business model right now. Okay. So, kind of an interesting time to ask that question. Interesting. Right, yeah. um, so, I used to teach, so I teach, I've been doing this I've been, I had a black belt, uh, Taekwondo black belt, like 17, through a very traditional instructor. I've been doing this my whole life. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, since I was 10 years old. I saw the Power range. I'm like, I'm fucking doing that shit. I'm like, those guys aren't getting bullied. I was the yep. fattest fucking kid. Yeah. So I'm like, I need to not be that kid. Yeah. Um, and so I've been doing this forever. To my perceive of forever. So uh, I, I, I have the ability or the capacity to teach multiple courses. Gotcha. And so when I first kind of broke, because like becoming an international speaker is tough, right? Mm-hmm. Let alone when you're kicking and punching, right? It's hard and language barriers yeah, and whatever, sure. right? And I'm just some chubby Canadian. Like who the fuck's listening to me? So uh, that I, I at the time, like when you open a business, you kind of you service every client with whatever the client wishes, mm-hmm. right? So like, do you mm-hmm. have a nice defense course? I can make one. Do you have? Oh, I can make one, right? Yeah. Like I can do gotcha. that. If yeah. I can come to if I can come to freaking the Netherlands, like I'll do whatever you want me to do. Mm-hmm. Now I'm a big enough deal I don't need to do that anymore and so I'd rather blow them out of the water with a good like a course I put all my attention to instead mm-hmm. of like something I whipped together so yeah. okay. I just gotcha. I just kind of I'm going to go sales speaky here but I just kind of uh, shifted down to three core offerings so I mm. have uh, what I call the realities of, realities of violence seminar it's yeah. a up to three day seminar two days minimum um, I have what's called the Double-Edged Sword Seminar, which is myself and uh, one of my partners that works with Randy King Live. That's my international company, KPC Martial Arts, or Self-Defense, rather, mm-hmm. is uh, the Edmonton company. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Um, run by a guy named Thor. I no longer run it. I guess coach. Oh, okay. Because uh, I'm traveling a lot. Like, yeah. I do about 30 dates a year. Wow. Um, and then, so Randy King Live, because I love my name, is the, like, is me live, right? So yeah, you saw yeah, me, on, you saw, saw me on, on the TV or on social media. Now I'm here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, that's where I do my seminars. Gotcha. And so that, so I have, um, somebody works for me, her name is Tammy Yard McCracken. She is a psychologist, uh, based off trauma psychology, who also is a Krav Maga instructor. And so we, huh, we really? met, yeah, she's amazing. I call her an elf. She's 50 years old and she, you would never guess. She, she looks, I look older than her. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so we've teamed up and so I get to yeah. put Dr. McCracken on all my research now, which is pretty yeah, awesome. Right. awesome. But, uh, so we have that called Double-Edged Sword and that's a really cool course because I mentioned the three types of violence, yeah. right? Status, yeah. social, predatory. Yeah. I've never really experienced predatory violence, to be honest. I'm a big dude. Like you guys are both pretty tall guys, but yeah. I'm I'm a big guy. Oh, I'm, for sure. I'm yeah. loud. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I don't think you'd say I was unconfident or meek, right? So yeah. there's just people. Nope. No. <laughs> <laughs> there's just there's just situations I'm not gonna encounter. encounter. Yeah. yeah. And while I can understand them anecdotally, and while I can research them, I still don't mm-hmm. know them intrinsically. Right. But I do know status-based violence intrinsically. I was a bouncer for 11 years. I did private security work. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Yeah. yeah. So I've done that. I've done that thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tammy has been stalked twice. She has had some other horrible stuff. Oh, happen wow, to her. really? Yeah. yeah. And both stalkers stalk differently. She's the reason we say everybody hunts different. The first mm-hmm, stalker stalked mm-hmm. in like a very you, like the show yeah, you yeah, way. Yeah. And one stalker, I don't want to take her story, but she's not going to be on the show. So, uh, is she from here? She's not. She's from Washington, D.C. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Highly she, unlikely. She, yeah, if, <laughs> she was, if she was here, I'd be like, talk to her instead of yeah, me. She's yeah, amazing. Yeah. Um, but uh, she. Her second stalker, uh, he firmly believed that they were going to get married. He knew she was planning a wedding with her husband right now, 
but he thought he was going to get married. And how she found out she was being stalked, something fucking crazy. And you're gonna, it's going to blow your mind. It blew my mind at least. Uh, she was late to go to class one day. She was taking her degree. And she got a phone call from the guy downstairs. He's like, hey, are you okay? She's like, yeah, why? Well, normally you shower at this time. So I thought maybe you got hurt. No. Right? How oh, does that oh, make, oh, right? What? I don't have that. St- Nobody Jeez. cares when I shower. No. <laughs> right? No. Yeah. right? So, so the double-edged sword seminar is I talk, I go deep dive status. She goes deep dive predatory. And then we combine mm. for the social aspects on what, because she's a five yeah. foot female. I'm a yeah. six foot one dude. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we, we kind of stay in our lane, which is pretty mm. neat. And then I gotcha. offer yeah. a, a workplace violence seminar. Right. So I come into your workplace. It's all educational. And we talk about um, bullying, harassment, uh, the differences. We talk about mm-hmm. boundary setting and pre-attack cues and how to know if somebody's getting angry and how to de-escalate yourself. So yeah. mm-hmm. those are the three things I offer now. So I used to teach a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And I still do because I have, um, obviously I have reoccurring clients, right? Yeah. So they don't sure. want the basic seminar. Mm-hmm. But now I'm going deep with the reality violence seminar solo and mm-hmm. the workplace stuff here in Canada. Gotcha. Yeah. Great marketing with the three core offerings. Yeah, that's good. That is, that, like, that is good. You don't want like to have textbook. There you <laughs> go. That's textbook marketing for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Cool. Uh, can we take a quick pause, guys? I got to deal with something. That's okay. That's we'll totally fire fine, back yeah. up. No worries. Awesome. Actually, listening to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it makes absolutely. a difference. Yeah, yeah. most definitely. I know when, so. you take, when you take notes on a phone, everybody's yeah. like, phone. I'm, like, I'm actually taking notes. Yeah, it's but, like, fuck yeah. you, man. I'm tweeting, get me the fuck out of here. Randy was the worst choice for a just texting Josh yeah. the whole time. Never again. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just kidding. Well, so, uh, Thomas anyways. is cutting deals on the podcast. So yeah. Now, so we're now that we're back. Got to get that hustle. That's yeah, exactly. Right. I wanted to hit like a little bit more of like a deeper topic because you were talking about depression. Sure. And yeah. Too. Um, what are your kind of thoughts on how everybody's depressed today? Oh, 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 I got a non, not popular opinion on this. Okay. Um, so self-diagnosis is such a such a rabbit hole okay. mm. right and uh, everybody gets sad and I think, but, but yeah that's it's a problem and i think yeah. it's the social media experiment is is gonna win but it's failing right now mm. the problem that people forget is they don't uh, i have a story connected to everything so i'll tell you a story in a second but okay. you have to remember that you you you're the only person that sees you're behind the scenes mm-hmm. and you only see everybody else's highlight reel Oh, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. and so oh, yeah. people are looking at this. People are looking at this. Oh, apparently, that was deep. You like that? I like that. But, yeah. but people, like, they don't understand. So I have a story. So me, I, oh my God, I keep saying this. I was traveling with my girlfriend and uh, I'm such a big deal. I'm just going to brush dust off my shoulder. <laughs> I, uh, I was with my girlfriend. We're traveling a lot. And yeah. so she, we, I was home for a bit and she was home for a bit. This is my uh, last girlfriend, not my current girlfriend. So hopefully she's listening to this because I'll get in trouble. Because mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to have other girlfriends. But uh, the, as, I'm making well. her sound awful. She's like the nicest lady and <laughs> yeah. she's going to kill me. <laughs> yeah. So we get to, uh, she's always like, oh, so we're watching this couple, these friends of ours. And they're everywhere. We're starting to get jealous. We're at home. We're jealous. We're like, oh, man. We're, like, we're trying to keep up with the Joneses. Mm-hmm. And so we go to a mixer at a masquerade ball uh, hosted by Mukai Romo. And uh, we were there and he comes up. He's like, dude. Like what? He's like, you gotta stop posting pictures. I'm like, why? He's like, my girlfriend's jealous of your life. I'm like, we're jealous of your life. So it was, it was kind of a crazy like peek behind the curtain. Like yeah, we, we yeah. want to be them. Yeah. They wanted to be us, and nobody was happy. Yeah, yeah. weird. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Oh, 100%. That is well. Yeah. So that's I, a very good story actually for that. Right. So, yeah. 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 I I think it's interesting because like depression is is coming to the forefront of people's conversation. Yeah. Um. I think we talked about words earlier. You can be sad and not depressed. Oh, yeah. 100%. Right? But the yeah. word depression has become this catch-all for any type of negative feeling. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, oh, I'm depressed by this weather. Are you? Are, are you, like, not able to leave your house? Are you not eating? Are you? Mm-hmm. Do you need medication? Oh, no, I'm just not in a good mood. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's the word you want to use. Right? Yeah. And so 
people are using this this depression diagnosis. And the other thing too is like everybody depression is was probably it's probably been around for a long time. So my yeah. bra- mm-hmm. my brain's entirely quotes and memes. You probably caught that. And uh, so I saw a meme, yeah. and it was. Uh, a guy said, man, there's so many cases of autism lately. Like, what, what's happening? And the guy's like, well, you know, they found it, so they know it's there. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, was it before? He's like, well, they discovered Mount Everest in 1960 or 1864, but I'm sure that motherfucker was there the whole time. Right? <laughs> like, so just, yeah. just because we know it's there. And so I think, I don't know if everybody's depressed. I mm-hmm. think it's just that people are more open to talk about it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And English is a very subjective language. Right. Yes. So, like, if the word a lot is my favorite example. So, if I said I lost a lot of blood, mm-hmm. yeah. call an ambulance. If my daughter said she lost a lot of blood, get a Band-Aid. Right? So, it's, <laughs> it's the word a lot, yeah. but it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, so it means different different people. I think yeah. that's the problem with depression mm-hmm. is yeah. people are using the word incorrectly. Yeah, how yeah. there's, like, a range of, like, oh, I'm sad today to literal yeah. clinical, can't Exa- get out of bed yeah. depression type of thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I have friends that have clinical depression. That's why I even say in my story, like, I don't think I was clinically depressed because I wasn't diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Sure. But I was in a bad spot for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was, it was prolonged. Right? It's like, it's like a, a post-traumatic stress syndrome. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is used way too much. Mm-hmm. So PTSD mm. does exist. Yeah, it does. Yeah. The most important part of PTSD is the word P. Yeah. Post. Right. If you're in stress, that's just stress, traumatic stress disorder. That's normal. Yeah. It's mm. when you're still feeling that way from that bad event six months later, post the stress. People forget the post. Right. Mm. Like, yeah. oh, I saw a movie. I got PTSD from it. No, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. If in eight months you still can't see the Joker and you're crying, you got PTSD now. Sure. Yeah. Right. So it's just people are self-diagnosing, and I yeah. think that's yeah. the issue. So while I think I think the same amount of people are depressed, I think people have everybody has a platform now. Mm-hmm. Everybody yeah. has a platform, right? So they have the ability to talk about it, mm-hmm. which is good. Um, I think it's making some people more aware, but also it's it's kind of having the reverse effect of now some people are just glazing over. Yeah. Like, of course you're depressed, right? And oh yeah. my God, right? And it, people are using excuses. Almost and... the opposite of the intention. Exactly. Sort of, and it, so. It's the, it's, I'm going to go back to that example of like in yeah. 1950, you had to learn how to have supper, right? Had to go to the grocery store. Now you don't, right? So we had that fire. I Amazoned everything. I feel really bad because local business, blah, blah, blah. But the prices and it comes to my door. Like <laughs> right. it was yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. hard to beat. We yeah. only had X amount of insurance money. Yeah. Yeah. And like so I mentioned Dungeons and Dragons, I don't know if on the show, but uh I'm a huge nerd and I love Dungeons and Dragons. And my daughter's into it now. Yeah. And so we bought a corset, uh, but we need a second player's handbook. Mm-hmm. So I went to a local business here, Warp, where I used to act my first job was actually at Warp Two on ninety seventh Street. And so I went to Warp One on uh White Ave. And I went to look at the book, and so we bought an adventure, but then I'm like, ah, 65 bucks for a player's handbook. I can't. I just, I just, we already have one. It was $38 on Amazon, or $32 on Amazon. I'm like, well, no, we need one, right? So it just became <laughs> yeah, this sure. this issue. So anyways, back to what you're saying. I think the self-diagnosis is an issue, and mm-hmm. it's, you, people need to remember, again, the highlight reel thing, right? Like, yeah. you, you... You don't see them having a painful shit. <laughs> you don't see them, right? You yeah, don't see yeah, that yeah. stuff. Even little stuff like that, right? Exactly. So, yeah. yeah, it's insane. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, so even to, I feel the, to go back to the point of kind of, it's a competition as well. Yeah, it is. I think that has a, plays into the depression kind of side of things too, where you're, it becomes a competition of who has the most depression or whatever in a kind of a weird, perverse way. Right. And that's my take observation well, take, like, yeah. like a virtual signaling of like i'm more depressed yeah. than you are yeah, yeah. well yeah right yeah. and mm-hmm. yeah it becomes that one-upmanship right yeah. the yes. escalation yes. of it and i'm sure and i'm sure there's subgroups where like i feel like so this is i gotta really phrase this properly because i don't want to like an asshole here but uh taking the role of the victim mm-hmm. is uh 
what I'm about taking the role of victim is you are not a victim. You are taking you are uh, you are uh, taking the mantle of victim. Like you are mm-hmm. deciding yeah. that yeah. you want to be. There seems to be some value in that nowadays, and there mm. seems to be some way to gain some mm-hmm. kind of status by taking the value by taking the mantle of the victim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It may be the same thing with depression. Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd agree. So, right? Yeah. yeah, like it's in a yeah. situation where you don't need to. You're not. You're kind of almost. <laughs> choosing Ex- way, exactly so. like you're like yeah you yeah. could be eeyore for sure like yeah. everybody everything happened to me the eeyore chose to be to take the mantle right he's also probably clinically depressed but yeah. like when, yeah. <laughs> when we're in that area like you can look at it like that and mm-hmm. and everybody's always like oh positive mindset but that shit works oh 100 mm-hmm. like I, yeah. I i i've rebuilt my life three times so i had all my assets seized by the government because i had a bad accountant oh wow what? so they took <laughs> they took everything from me they wow. froze all my assets i rebuilt everything damn mm-hmm. i've been divorced <laughs> Yeah. Yep. And at a fire. Yeah. I'm still smiling, right? Yeah, like, yeah, hey. And may- maybe I just have the proper neurobiology to be this positive person. Mm-hmm. Plausible. Or maybe stuff sucks sometimes. Yep. And you just got to let that stuff go through. And I think especially with emotions, you have to kind of treat like you're sick, right? Like if you're sick and you keep pushing, you stay mm-hmm. sick. Yeah. But if you're sick and take two days off, you get better. Just be depressed. Just be like, let it happen. Don't yeah. fight it. Just let it yeah. move through you. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Says says me, white privileged straight male. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah sure, sure. I also yeah. think it's almost situational too, and almost mm-hmm. like an indi- indicator that you should be doing something too. Where like, yeah. where a lot of people will say, "Oh, I'm so depressed." Like, okay, well, yeah, you're you're still living at your mom's house. You're yeah, still yeah. doing All these things. You hate your job. Exactly. Right. Like, right? So you, you so never. I don't work like out. It. You don't go outdoors. Yeah, right. Right. Fix those things. Yeah. yeah. Well, and there's like so medication, and again, n- never one, never the other. Kind of the middle. Like medication mm-hmm. is important for some people. The sure. medication. Yeah. Percent. Yeah. But the fact that medication is given instantaneously isn't always great, right? It's mm-hmm. so uh, I just found out I'm celiac. I actually have celiac, the actual disease, not oh, like really? the thing. Yeah, I just found out in yeah. January last year. Oh, wow. Interesting. I was 38. Yeah. I've had stomach problems my whole life. Yeah. They gave me pills and this and that and blah. And they, the first thing I said, my stomach hurt. The first they should ask is, oh, what do you eat? Yeah. Your yeah. tummy hurts. You put food in there. Is yeah. that bad? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but they push, they push the, 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 the drugs on you. And again, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. All that stuff makes sense. But yeah. they should yeah. go like holistic like the way that's used yeah. now. Yeah. They should do that first. They should eliminate yeah. all of the non-medical options. But again, there's Control a variables, structure. Right? Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Elimination diet. And that's how I found out. I had a new doctor who's amazing, Dr. Abdallah. And uh, he's like, okay, let's just start with like stop eating these things. Yeah. And, that, and after I stopped eating bread, I'm like... I seriously, like, I can't tell you, I feel 25 years younger. Wow. I wow. felt, I was poisoning myself every day. Yeah. yeah. And I was, like, eating whole grains. Like, oh, it's good for you. You're eating healthy. Whole grain. Yeah. <laughs> but nope. <laughs> so it's just it's yeah. an interesting state that we live in, right? And mm-hmm. the people that are out there are educated enough to make decent arguments, but not experts. But they think this level of education is enough to be an expert. Mm. Right, so mm-hmm. it's not the people. Are, everybody's like, people are dumb. Like, no, they're not dumb. They're educated yeah. just enough to be a problem. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that internet where everybody knows everything. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. so. That's so true too. It's so indicative of our times and where it's like the the quick fix. Right? Yeah, like exactly. The, yeah, the, you know, mm-hmm. give them the pill so they shut up and stop coming to me. Yeah, because or even like, it's like a. Yeah, the default textbook solution or whatever right, sort of thing. Exactly. Right, exactly. So, yeah. Well, and again, and there, again, I can't stress that. There are people that I know that without medication would not be okay. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But absolutely. there's yeah. some people out there that are on medication. I think, like, especially, and this is my big pet peeve, children. Children, I, I lucked out. My daughter is awesome. Yeah. But, like, yeah. any, putting anything permanent in 
and a child's brain or body before they are the age of consent is, I think, should be a crime. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, so mm-hmm. uh, Paris, I think France just released that you, you cannot, your child cannot be a vegan before they're 18 is illegal. Really? Yeah. Wow. They okay. can't, yeah. not allowed. Interesting. Yeah. So government control, who knows, whatever mm-hmm. your beliefs are. But uh, there's some development stuff the science said is this, right? Uh, I think like what, and this is going to broach all topics, right? Trans, transgenderism. Like I wouldn't give my daughter a tattoo if she wanted one at 11. Why would I let her switch her genitals? Yeah. Right. Yep. And I'm not saying maybe when she's 21 and she still wants it, go nuts. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. now you're of the age of consent. Your brain is fully formed. The human mm-hmm. brain doesn't finish forming until 25. Yeah. Yeah. Your yep. neocortex yeah. doesn't finish. Right. Yeah. You yep. shouldn't be making decisions. It's like it's like letting the the eighteen year old bar star make make like government level decisions at twenty two when she's freaking high on coke, right? It's not a good move, right? That's <laughs> why you want some older po- to a level, but you yeah. want them like still functioning, right? Yeah, like, yeah. And so when people like force like uh, extreme diets or well, I mean or, every kid has ADD or ADHD. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. I had ADHD, and I did a I did this program as radical it was called uh, martial arts. Yeah. And yeah. I learned how to focus. And everybody's yeah. like, you have ADHD? I'm like, yeah. if you talk to me? Yeah. <laughs> you guys get it? Right? You're like, you guys are like, yeah, you fucking do. Yeah. But I can weaponize it because yeah. I, yeah. I had the training outside that. You mentioned it going outside physical culture, right? Like yeah. humans are meant to move. Yep. We're mm-hmm. meant to be walking and grazing and hunting and whatever, right? So if you sit down and like play video games, get adrenaline upped all day. Mm. Yep. And then you go to bed. That's not good for you. You have all these chemicals in your system, right? (laughs) And the only way to burn adrenaline off is through big movement. Water and big movement. So if you have a harsh situation that happens, you have a breakup or a car accident or you're in a fight, don't drink. Don't drink coffee. Water, go for a walk. Everything gets better. (laughs) But if you drink alcohol and you sit around, it doubles down and sinks into your muscles and your bones. You become a much (laughs) worse person. So things get bad. But these chemical reactions are um, not really talked about. Yeah. Right. And like, even when we talk about adrenaline, like neurotypical females and neurotypical males, uh, adrenalize differently. Sure. They okay. handle adrenaline different. So yeah. do you want me to get into this? This is kind of a big Let's talk. Let's do it. Okay. Let's sure. So there's this chemical called uh, serotonin. I'm sure you've heard of it. Yeah. It's yep. in your brain. It's the dream chemical. Women yep. have more serotonin than men. That's why they tend to dream deeper. Sure. Hmm. Um, serotonin, uh, inhibits the uptake of estrogen. It's why the estrogen stays in their system. Right, so that's why if you if you have friends on antidepressants, they're usually serotonin enhancers. So mm-hmm. they they feel like they're fuzzy, they feel like they're more feminine. Yeah. It's because they're actually are they have more estrogen in their body because of the inhibitor. Really? Yeah. So the antidepressants, really? okay. the antidepressants are actually kind of a problem, and so they should be recommended with like a TRT, a testosterone replacement therapy. The, the, again, wow, I just had a. We'll talk about off air, but I had a huge epiphany about something. Yeah. Anyways, so, so this talk yeah. gives a lot of epiphanies, and again, yeah. again, just a guy that kicks people. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, oh, go ahead. you have a question? No, no, no. I'm just saying, holy smokes. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, uh, so a lot of people, especially on antidepressants, are like, oh, I'm not like I used to be. I don't have like that fire. You, you don't because so serotonin inhibits the um, uptake of adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, of estrogen. Mm-hmm. Estrogen uh, inhibits the uptake of norepinephrine or adre- uh, epinephrine or adrenaline. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, are you guys? Do you guys both have partners? Yep. Are they, no, you, no, you don't. But uh, so, do you prefer females? Yes. Okay, I, I, I gotta ask. Right. <laughs> so it's twenty twenty. So, so yeah, I gotta gotta double check. Right. <laughs> yeah. So in in this situation, I'm sure. Then, if you've been in a relationship for more than a minute, you have an argument you have with your partner all the time, right? Never. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Amazing. We're gonna. Re- you need to write a book. So <laughs> so uh, this is how the argument usually tends to go. So for me, mine was toilet paper. Mm. Uh, I have a very specific way toilet paper goes on the roll. It's the against the internet. So I like it to go behind, not over top. <laughs> um, and the reason why is we used to raise puppies. 
And if it went and over they'll... top, they would bite it and run around the house. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then my dad would be like, he's stupid. Put the toilet paper on, right? So I have this conditioning to yeah. put the toilet paper on <laughs> yeah, this yeah, way, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so me and my ex used to fight about this all the time because she, the psycho, just kidding, had no opinion on toilet paper. Yeah. As long as it got to where it was going, she didn't give a shit where it was. Yeah. It would be on the roll. Crazy yeah. person. Yeah. And I have this conditioned response. It has to go this way or I'm going to get mad. So if this, if I came home and it was the wrong way, I would yep. get very angry and instantly angry because I'm, if there is, so I call quick uptake versus slow uptake. I'm a quick uptake adrenaline responder, mm-hmm. which means I get mad now, mm-hmm. but I don't say mad long. Mm. So okay. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then I chill the fuck down. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Women tend to go the opposite. They, they get, they have a slower burn because the adrenaline mm. takes longer to burn through their system. Right. Right. So this affects self-defense is why I yeah. know all this, yeah. right? Is yeah. in a self-defense situation, men are extremely powerful in the first 10 minutes, but they get sleepy. Right, mm. women yep. tend to go longer and longer yeah. and longer. Yeah. So, when we're doing this, the adrenaline cycle—if you're taking antidepressants and you're not burning through adrenaline—you got to get a move. You got to move to get through. The only way to burn through it is through is through extended cardio, walking, running, um, mm-hmm. doing something, hitting a bag. Yeah. I know. I didn't before I even knew this. When I got mad, I would go for a walk, and it always calmed me down. Mm. It was. Yep. The, it was the movement. Yeah. Right. Burn the adrenaline off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's a very scientific way of putting it because sometimes people say like, hey, go for a walk sort of thing. Like yeah. it's just sort of an ism that you know, but it's not really yeah. the why behind it, I guess. Right? We, have, so. we have all these like uh, intrinsic human operating system notes in our language. Take a yeah. breath, yeah. go walk it off. Yeah, like, yeah. But people just kind of, they're, they're platitudes now, but they, yeah. They, yeah. they're there for a reason. Yeah, they yeah. do something. It's almost like our ancestors knew what they were doing or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's almost like they were only trapped in their bodies with no internet to distract them all yeah. the time. Weird. <laughs> Figured out a lot of things. <laughs> oh, well. Do you have any other questions on your uh, pad there? I'm sure I'll think of one, yeah. but uh, you had a, a big question. Well, so Ooh. one story oh, right. yes, yes. that I really, story. really love of yours is the uh, Dennis Rodman story. Cool. So. Can we, uh, will you grace us with this? Yeah, I can. Yeah. So uh, as I was saying off when you were doing your deal there on the break, it, this is weird. So, uh, I mentioned earlier that I was a bouncer for a long time that did close protection. So I had a, my own company for a while. We mm. did rodeos and just whatever stuff. Yep. And so you're from Edmonton. Are you guys both from Edmonton? Yep. We are. Okay. Yeah. So Born and raised. we used to have the Indy, the Edmonton Indy. Do you remember that? The tent oh, par- oh, yes. And yes, there was yes, the yes, tent yes. party downtown yep. across from Oil City Roadhouse. Yep. So that was, oh, okay. one, that was one of my contracts. Oh, okay, so Oil yeah. City brought in D-list level celebrities. So I work with Vern Troyer, Kevin Federline, unfortunately, and uh, and Dennis Rodman. Mm-hmm. Um, Vern Troyer recipes. He mm-hmm. uh, he was interesting because he <laughs> they don't have child sized urinals in bars, so I had to hold him up to do his business. <laughs> so that's kind of no funny. Way. Yeah, <laughs> it was uh, yeah, that awesome. that that was the day I was like, this isn't for me. I don't think this is my job. Yeah. Um, it was it was it was a good story. Yeah. Also, he yeah. did more cocaine than any human I've ever seen in my life. But I digress. So, yeah. Dennis Rodman. Um, he is if you know Dennis Rodman, is such an antiquated reference. He was a very famous NBA player who yeah. uh, had a very out loud personality way before out loud was normal. Went yeah. to North Korea. And Went all to North yeah. Korea. Yeah. 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 Well, and so why this story kind of popped back up is uh, I put on my Facebook that because they said that. Uh, Dennis Rodman might get a Nobel Peace Prize, and then I'll tell the joke at the end of the story. But I was really hoping he got it just because of the end of the story, then I could have that story to say. <laughs> so uh, I was I was the only person with any kind of bodyguard training back then. So I went to a bodyguard course in the states and up here, and got certified. So I knew like movements, like not military level, just like standard civilian bodyguards. Okay. Mm. So I had to work with my team of goons uh, that we were with, and so I was teaching them triangle movement. So I was very clearly the one in charge when Mr. Rodman was with us. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, hey, guys, okay, do this way. And so it's, it's really easy to do, right? Like you form a, if a four man team, you form a triangle or a four. 
person team. Yeah. You, have, you have a four person team. You you uh, you have four people, so it's like a little diamond. Yep. Yep. And then wherever the principal or the uh, the the person you're protecting turns, mm-hmm. whatever direction they turn, that person now becomes the leader of the team. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So that way they can do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. And we just move coordinatedly through like yep. a pro, right? Yep. So even though I was the lead. If he turned to the left yeah. and I was in front, I'm no longer the yeah. lead. So now I defer to person here. Just in that moment, you would believe. Yes. Okay, gotcha. So he could do whatever he wanted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he still pulls. Like back then, he was getting everybody, men, women, throwing stuff. Boo. It was amazing. And I'm like, hey, this is pretty cool. So anyways, um, I kind of kind of chill him down a couple of times. Yeah. And so it was weird because he's so tall. Yeah. And I don't know if you've noticed my Trump-esque hands, but he has huge paws, which I'm always jealous of because I have very yeah. small hands. And so uh, he was like moving like, yeah, I'm swatting his hand. I'm like, don't do that. What are you doing here? This isn't like, you can't just do that. <laughs> so anyways, the night ends. We're drinking beers. Part of the arrangement was whatever beers were left over, my team got. So, okay. Yeah. So we were drinking and having fun. Night's yeah. over. And mm-hmm. uh, a very inebriated Dennis Rodman comes up and yells, where's my cracker? <laughs> and I say... I think that's me. <laughs> I'm like, hi. So he's like, yeah, you come here. So anyways, uh, we were at this bar. So the tent was here and there's this old bar called the bank and it was a former bank. Right. Yeah. And so there's a vault and it was three levels. That was like right at our time. The bank. Oh yeah. The, the bank. bank. How, yeah. Old you, how old are you guys? 26. Yeah. Oh really? So we, yeah. we still remember oil city and the bank. The bank. Yeah. But that was the, the banks on that white building on the, it's, it's like Boulevard now or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, correct. It's like right oh, on... across the street. Yeah, yeah. Right yes. across the street. Okay. Yeah, because okay. yeah, okay. there was like lots of back and forth. Yes. Because yeah. it was oil. It, they're now called Spark, but it was Oil City Hospitality that, that ran that event. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gosh. Gotcha. So we had the bank. And so yeah. there's three levels. And so in the bottom level is Dennis Robbins' after party, which I guess he negotiated and he had better negotiate. I got beer and he got like all the blonde girls in Edmonton. But <laughs> so, so we walked down to, I, I walked down to this, uh, this situation. And uh, Dennis Rodman then, like a sultan, offers me a woman. He's like, any woman you want. I'm like, Mr. Rodman, I'm good. Thank you. I was married. <laughs> yep. uh, and I'm like, I'm okay. I don't need any help getting ladies. We're fine. Sure. And he goes, okay, so just so you know, you can call me D-Rock. And I said, I'm never going to call you that, Mr. Rodman. That's just not going to happen. I'm not. I'm so. If I was even white, I'd be clear. <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm definitely not going to say D-Rock to yeah. you. I don't have the cred. <laughs> so, so anyways, uh, the, the night progresses. And so uh, Dennis Rodman, Mr. Rodman at the time, Mr. Rodman uh, finds out that I've been stabbed and I have some knife defense training. training. He had this bodyguard named Maurice. Maurice, I love you. I hope you're hearing these shows. I've shouted you out twice now. Um, Maurice just just puts up with this guy's shit all the time. (laughs) So Dennis Rodman's like, what if I stabbed you right now? What would you do? And I said, Mr. Robin, please don't stab me. (laughs) (laughs) And so, and again, uh, you're noticing how politically correct I'm trying to be here. Um, this couldn't sound more racist, but he grabbed a bottle of Alizé, I swear to God, (laughs) and smashed it and then called it an N-word knife. So he said, what if I stabbed you with this N-word knife? And I said, Mr. Rodman, please don't stab me. (laughs) (laughs) And so he goes, fine, I won't. Maurice, stab him. (laughs) So Maurice grabs it. He looks at me and he goes like, I don't know if this is all video, but he goes like, like, I'm going to stab you. Like, yeah. this is going to happen. I, we got to do like, it, Like, I have to. Like, yeah. you, 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 you'll be fine. Yeah. And he gives me, like, a really good, like, it's coming from here. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm like, okay, so cool. So, I stop. It's very easy to stop something. You know, it's coming. I look super badass. Whatever. I spin the guy over. Wrist lock. It was pretty fun. Yeah. And uh, that's, whoa, what the fuck? It was so crazy. <laughs> and so, then me and Maurice kind of bond. And uh, yeah. then, so, the rest of the night just kind of goes on as normal. Yeah. Uh, and then, Dennis Robin gave me his number. And I deleted it out of my phone. <laughs> <laughs> 
because that was crazy. There's a, there's just, it was insane. Like, uh, yeah. I'm not really a drugs guy. I'm not against them. Like, do what you want to do, but I'm yeah. not. I just don't. This, I'm, I'm a booze. I'm a booze and a pot guy. Yeah. yeah. And pot, literally, only when it became legal, I'm like, oh, this is what the fuss is about. Yeah. Because I just didn't, I just didn't have a guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but booze is always available. Yeah. Um. And so he, it was just, it was very hard drugs and very, it was, it was an interesting time and I had a very fun time. Um. Yeah. Lots of nudity, lots of very attractive women who, uh, yeah, just try to get near Dennis Rodman. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> That's a good story. That's a lot to take in. <laughs> and he now has a disease named after him, DRD. What's DRD? Dennis, Dennis Rodman disease. <laughs> Is that real? It's like slang for STI. Ah, oh, that makes sense. But yeah, so the joke that I wanted to make was if Dennis Rodman won the Nobel Peace Prize, then I could say for the rest of my life that Nobel Peace Prize recipient tried to stab me. And that's awesome. I think that's just awesome. <laughs> so I was really gunning for him oh, to man. get that award. Yeah. yeah. Was that it, like this, like how recent? That was, was pretty that? recent. It was like it? last year, I yeah. think. Yeah. Like early last year. So it's it's over and done with. He can't win it now. He can't. And then ah. and then um, one of my friends, so one of my friends is a UN's weapons inspector. So he wasn't originally when I met him. Hmm. Uh, he was a soldier here, and then he got special forces in Canada. Then he went to the UN as a bomb disposal tech. I'm not going to yep. use his name. Okay. Um, and uh, anyways, he has Nobel Peace Prize. So I'm like, well, that's not something a big deal. I'm like, oh, you got one. This idiot has one. Like, it's better just giving these things away. Takes the magic out <laughs> it of it a little bit. Takes the magic out of it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Guy, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is it because he opened the door to North Korea? Is that the is that the whole? That's reason? why they thought. Yeah, yeah. they were going to give him the prize. Okay, but, yeah, yeah, he's uh, absolutely. Like, he's still relevant. It's weird. Like he's yeah. still still kicking yeah. out there. It's... When did he even play in the NBA? Like the early, 80s like, and 90s? I think like early nineties. Yeah, like yeah. Jordan era. Like yeah. in that oh, kind of like, okay. like end they of were Jordan. The original big three was him, Pippen, and Jordan. Yeah, was, like, really? I think yeah. that's right. Yeah. I'm not a basketball yeah. fan, but yeah. yeah, it was like the nineties. I just take, so, remember yeah. the crazy hair and the yeah, yeah. bang Madonna and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. he was. Uh, just... Yeah, that guy's quite the. Oh, I love to, I look, sit that guy down. That'd be quite the tale to tell. Yeah, sure. damn. We'll work on that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to come up here and fight me. I've been talking shit about him for like on two separate podcasts. Yeah, well, <laughs> hopefully this doesn't come back to him, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> It'd be great if he did. The guys from the Awesome Hour, uh, some of them, one of them knew Dennis Robbins' manager, so they like messaged him on the show or something like before the show. What? Like, the, do you know this guy? So yeah, no. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Obviously huh. nothing because they didn't yeah. get back to me, but. Interesting. Well, yeah. So does that, uh, you know, top the stories of the vip security stories or yeah a lot of the other vip stuff it's like vip is boring right like it's yeah. a lot of like country singers oh, okay. um yeah. just like small shows yeah. but that was definitely the one like Vern Troyer and him are my two like yeah. Vern Troyer's yeah. mini me if you're not aware yeah. Oh, oh yeah oh yeah um oh, yeah. and like yeah him like his little scooter and just like so again the indie yep every indie girl wanted a piece of Troyer like they all went uh, to go. So I'm not going to mention the year that it happened because that's going to incriminate some of my friends. Yeah. But uh, I remember that was, the, th that was the night that I decided I was done with this. Really? Right. Yeah. Cause it was just like, I was there and he's doing his thing. Like, and I'm an over-exaggerator for sure. Like I like to, like the big fish stories for sure. Mm -hmm. It was, I'm, I swear to God, a wheelbarrow of cocaine. Like I'm not joking. He didn't do it all, but it was there and there was just straws in it. So the indie girls were doing it and he was doing it and they were back and forth and apparently coke dick's not a thing for him. Like he was just get, like, it was insane and it didn't end oh, until man. like seven or eight in the morning and yeah. like we stopped getting oh, paid at four. Yeah. But like I was actually more worried about uh, the girls than I was about because it wasn't from him. It was just the people, the other men that were there yeah that weren't were also in the wheelbarrow that weren't famous and they were kind of creepy so we stayed like four hours longer than we were paid to stay because i knew a couple of the women that were there and mm -hmm. so it was uh mm -hmm. 
Interesting. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. I can't. It's like the towel, right? Yeah, the like dynamic. I can't. I'm yeah. just a. I'm a big brother. Yeah. I've always yeah. been right. Yeah. So I'm just for like sure. a protector sure. type. So yeah, most yeah, absolutely. Well, you heard it here first. VIP is boring. <laughs> it is. So it's like most. So I'm going to use the word force professional. What I mean by that is like people that are in jobs that are action packed. It's ninety percent kill me i'm so fucking bored 10 yep. percent. oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god, oh my god. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah right like i i enjoy this and more now with the business and the, and the interviews and that it's it's, it's yeah. more interesting yeah. because it's, it's a constant flow of work as opposed sure. to like sitting around like yeah. when i was younger and single the bar was great because i could light eye candy right unlimited yeah. like i always make the joke so i was quite the prolific slut in my younger days and and the reason why is very simple i worked at a bar yeah. and just if you work the numbers right i saw a thousand people a night yeah mm-hmm. let's say 600 women a night yeah. even if i was awful looking if even 0.1 percent of them thought i was cute that's still a day to night every night <laughs> right if you just run yeah. the numbers right yeah, absolutely. Like, so going back on our statistics you want to talk about statistics sales it was sales 100 percent yeah yeah, uh, yeah. You mentioned something about that. Just the article you wrote about how sure. like statistics yeah. can be just you can say anything with them. Mm-hmm. That's so legit. Like, yeah, I don't think I've seen it put in more perfect terms. Oh, well, thank really. you very much. Yeah. I appreciate that. I'd like to. Is that just on? It's on my blog, blog? rankinglive.com right. oh, yeah. slash right. blog. There you go. Um, I'll have to take a read. I'm curious. Well, yeah. the reason why, like, so again, right? Like we. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I feel like I'm picking on BJJ. It's just the biggest art right now. So yeah, it's like football, right? The only person in danger is the one with the ball. The BJJ has the ball right now. So mm. we're picking on BJJ yeah, because they're in sure, the top. For sure. So um, again, I take BJJ. Please don't send me hate mail. Uh, BJJ has had the stat for a long time. They don't do it anymore. Um, but it was that 90% of street fights go to the ground. Right. Okay. That was a stat that they used. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they said they got it from this LAPD study <clears throat> on fights. And yeah. so everybody's like, see, 90% of the fights go to the ground. But it's like clickbait, right? Like, So I got the study, and I read the whole study. And mm-hmm. I don't know if people know how to read studies. So how you read a study is, first thing you read is definition of terms. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right? Because every study has a different definition. English is very subjective. Mm-hmm. Then you need to read the uh, synopsis after you have the definition of terms, and then you need to read the conclusion. Yeah. So um, the study pretty much said, so while their definition of going to the ground was any time an officer handcuffed the oh, perpetrator god so if they handcuffed them against a wall yeah or against all the floor the or against the hood or, of yeah. a car that counts that counted oh my god so okay. the term they used for ground work was entanglement okay. not ground so ah, when they say okay. they ground it's like grounding an airplane yeah. So it's like, oh, obviously BJ could take down airplanes because airplanes get grounded all the time. Yeah. Right? No, that's not how the word is being used. Yeah. So this is <laughs> yeah. the issue with the study. So 90% of police officers arrest people against walls and cars and floors. Neat. This is mind-blowing, right? Yeah. So I read, yeah. I, I read the whole study. And so they went through the word entanglement is what they meant by um, wrestling. And there was standing entanglement and ground entanglement. So of the 90% of, the, um, of those engagements that were on the ground... Mm-hmm. Uh, 63% of the 90% were entanglements, and only 30% of those were entanglements on the ground. So, 90% of 63% of 33% fights go to the ground all the time, right? But that's not how BJJ, <laughs> right? Yeah. That's not how B- and so that's the problem with stats, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. I actually, uh, we mentioned on the break, I think, I'm a huge stand-up comedy fan. Huge. Right. And uh, so Bill Burr, I think, is one of the greatest of all time. Oh, yeah. And uh, he, th- I kind of got this, this rant from him. I don't know if you've heard his uh, his stand-up on He's like, but some guys, like, people are always, like, going, like, ironright.com and putting out stats. He's like, I was thinking about going scuba diving, but I don't want to get attacked by a shark. And he's right. like, well, then some guy's like, well, just so you know, uh, 90% of shark attacks happen in shallow water. He's like, yeah, 
because that's where the people are. It's called the beach. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, yeah. so, so you have yeah. to look at the entire context of the study. You yeah, can't just absolutely. look at the number or the name. IFL or ISL, the International Science League, did this. They did a study online, like a social experiment. Mm-hmm. And so they did a clickbait article that said, uh, pot, uh, DNA from pot shown to not be from Earth. And if you click the link, the first thing it said was, this is a bullshit article. Oh, We're okay. doing a study to oh, see if okay. whatever. And it was shared like 4,500 times or something like that, right? <laughs> because people just were like, and they're like, yeah, I told you, right? Puck is potheads, right? That's yeah. their thing, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Daniel Tosh has a great joke. He's like, I hope pot becomes legal. And everyone's like, yeah, he's like, no, 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 not for the reason you think. Because then potheads will have nothing to talk about ever again. <laughs> right? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so yeah. with IFL, it's that's that's the way we are. Is we live in this soundbite, clickbait generation. And yeah. so that's yeah. why stats are dangerous. They weren't dangerous before because only experts are using stats and they had the full context of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it's mm-hmm. anybody can go to anywhere, yeah. get the numbers they need to make this shit work. So um, I think it's in the article, but I have an example. 100% true stat. So did you know, this is 100% true, the more churches in a city, the more violent crime happens in that city. Mm. That's 100% true. Because they're more populous cities, I'm assuming. Boom, because there's, I could have said schools, I could have said hospitals. Yeah. Yeah. But people don't hear that. They hear, oh, because of religious fighting, because of blah, oh, I knew religion was bad because my bias, that makes it (laughs) work, right? So it's because, yeah, yeah, there's just more fucking people there. Isn't there like correlation causation? That's it. When it's like there's more murders when it's warmer outside or something? Or yeah, during... In the summertime, ice cream sales increase, yes, and yes. so does violent crime or murders or so yeah. or something yeah. like that. And correlation yeah. is not causation. Right? Exactly. So yeah. and there's yeah. a whole website on that where they do like the different charts and yeah. stuff. It's really yeah. funny. Yeah. Like, did you know that the year Jaws got released? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's where we live in. So it's yeah. I no, think... there's definitely a lot of like. Uh, see, that's my problem too. With uh, I don't know things, but people. <laughs> I find people <laughs> read. Things. I find people read headlines far too much yeah and and sound bites yeah Yeah. and even like i wish i knew the the example but it's happened more than once where i see an article about something and that it makes some sort of semi-outrageous claim yeah and then like first paragraph kind of plays on that second paragraph sort of tones it down and third paragraph's like okay but actually it was right (laughs) and then you're like Okay, so nothing, right? Like, yes. you know what I mean? Well, so. that's what they call it's called upside down pyramid yeah. writing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the upside down pyramid where you put the you put the part the things you want to say here, but the kind yeah. of truth at the bottom of yeah, the article, yeah. right? So, so true. Mm-hmm. but it's and that's the problem, right? Is that Instagram trying to fight this, right? So Instagram changed their algorithm. I don't know if you know that, mm. but uh, it used to be the more likes you got, the more you were shown an organic occurrence. Yep. Uh, now it's comments. Because you could buy likes. You can't really buy comments. Mm. So now, uh, you, you, okay. I don't know if you guys follow my social media. You should. Uh, at Renneking Live. I believe we do. <laughs> uh, but uh, but I'm asking a lot more questions on mine now because I want people to do comments uh, to break it up, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. they're looking Absolutely. for engagement because they can yes. prove that a lot better. Uh. So that's so everybody's bitch with the algorithm. That was the algorithm change. They changed the metric from likes to comments. So interaction, not just clicking. So you yeah. need to make your content yeah. You need to ask a question or like blah, blah, blah. Engaging, so, basically. Engaging. Right? So. And, but unfortunately, now outrageous claims. And so I do this. Uh, this is like a little secret. I don't really tell a lot of people, but it's kind of funny and I don't give a crap on the show. So <laughs> um, on purpose, one out of every eight things I make, I'll put a spelling mistake in. Mm-hmm. Do you know why? Because people will. Every comment. grammar Nazi will comment. That's incorrect. Uh, you did the wrong thing. And I'll get like 150 comments, which throws that all the way up to the top of the thing. And then people see my other stuff. Yeah. Amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's just like weaponizing the hive. Yeah. I believe we have a social media meaning to have after this. Josh, but, uh, <laughs> oh, man. So uh, 
Actually, one thing I should have looked up better before sure. uh, this, but you you have a book, right? Or are yes. you working on it? So I have a book out, and I have a book that I'm working on. Okay. So okay. the book out is a so as you can tell, I was in advertising and uh, business before this, before I went full time into martial arts. Yep. Um, so that's my kind of pitch, right? Is I this is my passion, blah blah blah, right? Live your truth. But uh, <laughs> I left a six figure advertising career to open a gym in the ghetto of Edmonton. Yep. Um, and it worked out. I haven't quite compensated the income yet, but I'm I'm doing okay. Getting there. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so my first book was so KPC when I was running it. It was a unique entity in that we didn't teach kids classes. We didn't really do fitness classes. Mm-hmm. We didn't. We just did what I wanted to do. Sure. Right. And we were successful. And so we had a bunch of, I used to bring instructors up, including my mentor, Rory Miller. And they were always like, how do you like, our adult class like five people. And they're like, yeah. the parents of the kids. You have like a hundred adults here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm speaking adults, right? We're talking about psychology. We're here for like, we're not like, get your yellow belt pattern six. We're like, this is, <laughs> this is what happens to your body when you freeze. This is what happens after a rape. And adults like, what the fuck? And kids yeah. don't need to yeah, hear this. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> so, so yeah. we, we had this engagement. And so, uh, Miller, the uh, Rory, he was like, you need to write a book on this, like how to do this. And I, mm-hmm. I, I Good really, job. I didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the reason why, and this might show my, my level of ego slash confidence, whatever you want to uh, angle it. Yeah. But uh, I didn't want to write a book about business to be successful and then end up being a business consultant again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because I'm going to sure. go where the money is. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I, I wrote this book called Selling Out to Your Level of Comfort. And what it is, is it's- uh, I like that title. <laughs> thank you. It's, uh, it's, a fi- it's pretty much like a 10 chapter book. It's very thin. Okay. Um, and it's mostly just like- worksheets on how to clarify the message that you want to get out there for your martial arts gym. It works for everything, but for martial arts gyms, it weirdly got picked up by the film industry. My friend works in special effects and I sold like 30 copies, a bunch of like film editors for some reason, because it's like, it's it's just a principle based. It works for everything with a martial arts paintbrush. Yeah. Um, Right. So that's my first book. Yeah. Uh, it did really well, actually, for a self-published book, like uh, 5,000 copies or something, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, that's really reasonable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. not bad yeah. at all. Yeah, well, yeah. And again, I had this, so I'm not a big deal. I'm, I always joke that I am, but I'm not. My uh, my mentor, Rory, he wrote seven books on self-defense, and they are like the definitive books on psychology of violence. And so okay. I get to yeah. study under this guy. So yeah. even though I sound really articulate, like 50% of what I'm saying is just parroting what he says. Mm-hmm. Um, and yep. so, right. You're honest. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. And so, uh, so this guy's running literally around the world. He does uh, 60, 60 dates a year, something like that, like yeah. all over the world, like pretty much everywhere I've been, one out of every eight people that hire me doesn't know Rory. <laughs> right. So, mm. and Rory's like, Randy, you gotta, you gotta work with Randy, blah, blah, blah. So I'm very sure. lucky. Yep. Um, so he's promoted the book. So I, I think that's what oh, okay. it did so gotcha. well. It, nothing with my own steam at all. It was just that promotion company. Mm. So uh, the kid. next, the next book is on all the things we talked about today. So it's a book okay. on. So it's going to be called um, a guide. Uh, sorry, self defense starting at zero, or sorry, starting at zero. Your guide to self defense. Okay. And what it is is like. So I work. I mentioned that I work on reserves. Mm-hmm. And a lot of um, that was very eye opening for me, because okay. a lot of instructors, including myself, before yep. this, a student comes in to the gym. And then you make them better, right? So they're stronger, they're more confident. They're are we still good on time? Yeah, okay, good. Oh, yeah. So right. they're, they're gonna uh, they come in, and then you pat. You're like, oh, I did such a good job. Yeah. Right, I'm awesome, but what most of us don't realize, including myself, is that the person that came to you, they already fought a hundred demons. They got the courage to email you. Mm. They got the courage to come to you. They got the courage to tell their story. Then they walked yeah. in the door. So while I did help, I was more pointing the path up the mountain. I didn't show them the mountain. Mm. When, yeah. I was on the, when I was on the reserves and the people that I work with there, like just, and I don't want to paint a, a wide brush. I don't want a blanket statement on this, but a lot of the reserves, the culture is just different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And then some really horrific things that happened. There was a, a female that I was working with. She was kidnapped by a member of her family. Kept Sorry, this gets dark, listeners, so you might want to hear the rest of this. Just heads up. Hmm. Uh, was kidnapped by a member of her family, uh, an uncle. 
She was kept in a crawl space for a year. She was fed only potato chips, and she was only taken out during parties, if you get my drift. Hmm. So I work with this girl. Jeepers. Wow. This girl is like, no, no this, and this is why I, my big saying is uh, education is accessible now. Technique takes time. Hmm. This is why I'm so big on the education part, because if she would have known the things to look for and told her family, or she could have got it, like, if a large, she was, I think she was 13 when this happened. Wow. If your uncle is a full-grown male and you're a 13-year-old female, or a 13-year-old human mm-hmm. in general, mm-hmm. kicky, punchy, choky is not going to help. There's weight classes for a reason, right? But having a threat matrix, understanding what's going to happen, is, mm-hmm. it might have helped her. Maybe not. Maybe she was trapped and there's nothing anybody could have done. So I work with this person and I was like, okay, so, and she's like, so of course she's not doing the class, right? But I'm paid to be there and I want to make sure everybody's happy. I'm like, okay, well, like what's, what's going on? Let's talk. And so she told me this horrific story and I'm unfortunately very uh, empathetic. I take people's shit on. So this affected me for a couple of days. Uh, and I was like, okay, this is insane. Like what, teaching her physical skills isn't going to help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I gave her an outlet. Um, she's actually worked with some people now. We did really good. She's off the reserve, but it was, um, it was a crazy situation starting at zero is where people come to the gym. Yeah. I want to talk to people below zero, sure. right? So I talked to a woman, she was raped seven times, two gang rapes. And I was like, okay, that's that's just a lot. That's statistically a lot. And unfortunately, like once you're in a victim mentality, if you smell like prey, you attract predators, right? Sure. So the body language or whatever. So after the third or fourth one, it just, those people kept coming towards her, right? Mm. Um, and she's a very uh, successful human being now. And I was like, okay, this is like, I don't want to, I'm not victim blaming, but that's that's a lot. That's mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of different people. Like if it was one person over and over again, right? It was like a victimization cycle or domestic abuse. I understand that. Okay. But what is this, right? And she's like, honestly, her exact words were, oh, I don't, I'm like, I'm like, so I don't want to judge you and I don't want to tell you what to do. And I don't want to mansplain you, but did you ever fight back? And she said, no. Hmm. And I said, great. Understood. I'm not going to tell you like it, the saying we run with is you can't survive wrong. Yeah. Right. Right. So if you're talking yeah. to me, you did the right thing. So I'm not going to armchair quarterback your horrific day. I would have done. You should do an armbar. Right. Like that's not what I'm going to say. Like yeah. you can't. You yeah. cannot survive incorrectly. Right. But why? Why did you not even after like number six? Like yeah. was mm-hmm. there? And she literally just said, "I didn't think I was worth it." Uh, wow. I, I work with another female on a reserve, and I uh, was t- talking about this this stuff, and she said, uh, "People here use my body whenever they want. Why should I even bother?" And th- this exists, and there's people yeah. out there teaching stuff to. There's people that are teaching stuff to martial athletes, thinking they're making a difference, and maybe they are. Mm-hmm. But that's not the difference I want to make. The difference I want to make is this. So, gotcha. so yes. the book that I'm writing now is mm-hmm. called is, is talking to these people, saying you're worth it, going through stuff. We talk about boundary setting. Mm-hmm. And for me, there's three levels of boundaries. So there's physical, obviously, like, get the fuck away from me. Yeah. There's verbal. But there's also an emotional boundary. Yeah. If I can supersede your emotional boundary, I devastate the other two. Right? Mm-hmm. So if, right. I, if, you're okay. like, if you're like, I'm going to fight you, but okay, I'm going to blow your dog's head off, put your hands down, boom, I win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, so if I right, can beat right. your emotional boundary, I can beat you. Gotcha. These predators aren't fighting people physically. They're not trying to, they're, mm-hmm. they're emotionally, psychologically yeah. taking yeah. them down. So I got to take them through a, a process, right? Give them the ability. So ideally the goal, my goal really is to fill every martial arts gym up in the world mm-hmm. with people that need the training, but to give them the skill set. So no matter where they train, the mm-hmm. training is going to be effective. Right. So I'm going to mm-hmm. give them the psychological mm-hmm. parts. I'm going to give them, this is what happens. These are the common things. And one thing that was really important for me during my depression, because again, no internet on my phone was knowing that other people experience what I experienced sure. because humans, right. humans have to ha- have a tendency of when something happens to them, they make it special mm-hmm. and they make it unique to them. And it's not violence is not unique. This is the first time that like, this is the first time you could sit at a table. If you had four kids 
and they're all 25 and they're all at the table, that's rare. Yeah. Right? Yeah. This is this is the crazy time to live in, right? Which the violence is becoming so so taken aback that people don't even want to talk about it because they feel like they're freaks, right? We talked we made a joke about anti vaxxers at some point in time. Yeah. <laughs> and uh there's lineups in India right now for tuberculosis uh, vaccines. Yeah. You know why? Tuberculosis is still fucking there. It exists. People yeah. see it. Yeah. We're three generations away from tuberculosis. We can pretend that dragon doesn't exist anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? So mm-hmm. we're allowed to be like, well, not my kid because blood, herd immunity, da, 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 da. There's no anti-vaxxer in India being like, fuck it. They have an uncle that's yeah. in a wheelchair. Yeah. This thing with violence now. Violence is such a weird thing. If you go back even 50 years, like my dad was in public with 300 street fights, like and not even trying to be a badass, just like yeah. that's what you did. That was part <laughs> right? of life, right? Exactly. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so there was violence and the sexual assault was obviously very bad and there was just mm-hmm. domestic abuse and you hit your wife and it was, I'm not saying any of this is good. I'm just saying it was very common. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now, now it's kind of under the wraps. And now it's exactly. Yeah. We're do- yeah. And we're doing better. We are. Yeah. yeah. Like a lot of people use fear-based marketing. I can't, I can't stand it. Mm-hmm. Um, the world is safer than it was 50 years ago. Sure. It's just, we have this. I have one more story of my mom. So my mom got Google when she was 62. Yeah. Uh, her husband died. He kind of took care of everything. I moved her out. Uh, we got Google because I was sick of answering questions. Like, just Google it. Like, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is insane. Gotcha. Yeah, I yeah. don't got this kind of time. I love you, but Jesus. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so, so she, for the, she called me probably, I'd say, six hours after the internet connection got hooked up. And she's like, it's end of days. I'm like, what? She goes, yeah, it's end of days right now. I'm like, <laughs> okay, okay, non-religious mother. Why is it? Why yeah. is it? Why is it the book of, uh, why is it the end of days right now? And she's like, well, there's a tsunami and blah, and there's this and that and that. I'm like, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. <laughs> These things always existed. Yep. Yeah. You just didn't have instant access to that information. It would take you three days to hear about the, yeah. the yeah. earthquake in China. Absolutely. Yeah. You didn't have like a map, like uh, there's this website, I wish I remember what it was, but you can look at every disaster, biological, um, natural, everything, every disaster, you can look at it on a map online. Yeah. And if you look at that, you blow your head off. Oh, absolutely. You're like, oh, we're, this is fire and yeah. brimstone. And, yeah. yeah, right? It's all over. <laughs> oh, man. So I think uh, I yeah. think that's the thing, right? So for me, normal, because again, this stuff, unfortunately, and like, and I don't know how much better humans are going to get without some kind of like evolutionary jump or like maybe Elon Musk gives us a chip or whatever the fuck we're going to do. But I think this is about as non-savage as we get. Yeah, and it's still hmm. gonna exist, right? Yeah. yeah, at at the current evolutionary state of the the, the talking monkeys that we yeah, have. yeah. So I think that people need to understand that, like, again, criminals aren't getting softer. Yeah. So the like, horrible things happen, but and and like I've been stabbed one, two, three times. So once in the face, once in the leg, and then once by a fork. That's my half a joke. So my my, <laughs> ah, fu- my full okay, joke, gotcha. if you guys want to hear it, is I've been stabbed two and a half times. Everybody's like half a time. Like, well. I got stabbed once in the face, once in the leg, and then once by a fork. So I don't really count that, but the marketing guy me wants to say I got stabbed six times because of each prong. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, so, um, so, but, and so that sounds crazy now. Mm-hmm. But like, when I talked to him, like, 50s, like, you only got stabbed twice? You pussy. <laughs> right? Like, oh, you know yeah, what? Yeah. I kind of am. And I built a whole career on getting stabbed one time, really. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's insane. Yeah. I was When I go yeah. to the reserve, that's like how I kind of break the ice. I'm like, who right. here's been stabbed? Oh, how many times? Oh, you beat me. <laughs> right? And so it's yeah. it's weird, but that's just yeah. how it is. Yeah. 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 So people finding that group, like, like anything. Humans are social creatures. And mm-hmm. despite how much you're behind your phone and despite how much of an introvert you identify yourself as, if you're mm-hmm. an introvert, I guarantee you like books and music. Right yeah. or video games or something mm. else a human created, mm-hmm. so you're still social in your own little bit of a way. Yeah. yeah. So there, there is a link to humanity. People in solitary don't go crazy until their books are taken away. 
mm-hmm. when there's no connection to human. Yeah. If you yeah. put something in solitary books, some people that's a reward. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, absolutely. Like, For me, it would be right. Yeah. But if we gave you nothing and, yeah. you, and you only had to hear your own thoughts all the yeah. time, oh, oh god, that's oh, no good at yeah. all. Yeah. So there's that connection. So I think normal. I don't want to say I don't want. I want to normalize the victimization, but I don't want to normalize the violence. So yeah. if you've been victimized, you can't survive incorrectly. Yep. Whatever you did is correct. I hope you're okay. Here's how to maybe stop that next time, and maybe not. And also, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, you're not alone. Yeah. Like when I got st- like the depression, so many people like because I'm I used to be very alpha e. I'm not very much anymore, but I used to be very like I couldn't tell people I was weak. Right? Because mm-hmm. I'm I'm, I'm right. fucking king, man. Yeah. I'm a yeah. tough guy. I, teach, I own a gym, and it was weird. One day I was just like, fuck it. I just want to talk about this. I don't know why. Because I was talking to somebody who's depressed, and I'm like, I was depressed. Like you? I'm yeah. Like, yeah. And they're yeah. like, tell me. And then once I said, like, just the light that happened, like, oh, my God, this guy who I looked up to because he's a student or whatever, mm-hmm. he felt like I felt, which makes me not less than him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really yeah. important. And Absolutely. Just that, communal, Absolutely. that communal group, right? Yeah. That's huge. I think so. Yeah. And so that's the point of the book, right, yeah. Is, yeah. is to be like, this is this is what's going on. So I'm going to tell these stories. And I'm going to, like, like, you think. And, again, it's the other thing I want people to understand is I'm telling horrific examples. Yeah. There is no, there's no competition on pain yeah right yeah your worst experience is your worst experience the yeah. same kept so if my worst experience was uh so i got jumped by three guys and was hit by bats and cleats that was pretty bad if your worst day was you didn't get the color of car you wanted from your rich parents the same amount of chemicals hit me hit you right so right. even though right. contextually yeah mine was worse yeah mm-hmm. you're still experiencing the same amount of shit that i'm feeling at the same mm. time yeah yeah so yeah, there's yeah. no bar on pain right yeah. so your worst day is your worst day even if it's arguably contextually less than my worst day it doesn't make it not your worst day because yeah. that's the bottom mm-hmm. of the well mm-hmm. of your pain mm-hmm. yeah yeah and, and that's pe- when you bring in yeah. perspective yes exactly yeah. yeah and that's when you're like yeah oh. I don't well, have it that bad. Yeah, whatever. exactly. I think so. yeah. yeah, but people yeah. got to realize that, right? So this is why, like, a lot of people when they tell their stories. I don't like people to share the really bad stories because it makes the people who have minor stories feel like, well, I shouldn't complain, yeah, but you still should because you, you had a bad, you had a bad time, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah. that's a new one. Ideally, it was supposed to be out this month. It's not the fire. Yeah. So um, luckily, I saved it. It's in the editing process, but I want it out soon because awesome. again, I have a following and I want this to happen. And definitely. cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, it might hit you up for some copies, I think. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. Yep. I'll definitely give you guys one. Oh, yeah. Or two or whatever. Yeah. Well, I'm happy to. <laughs> I like to support my friends and well, I appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you very much. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Happy to buy, buy their books. And I need to read more this year. <laughs> go buy his book. There yeah. you go. Yeah. And if you want the selling up to your level of comforts on Amazon, um, all countries. And it's, again, it's people are liking it. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's, it, it was it was funny. So this is my second book I'm writing, but this book I give a shit about, so it's taking way longer. Yeah. Definitely. That one I'm like, here's the thing, just fucking go. I don't yeah, want to just do it. <laughs> it's so, like turning in a homework assignment yeah. you like don't want to do. So <laughs> if you want to write a book, yeah. write a book you don't really give a fuck about because you'll get it out <laughs> you'll real get quick. It out. It, yeah. I got my first book out in a year. This this book's work this book's been in the works for two and a half years. Nice. Wow. Yeah. But if, and also because um, books are a moment in time and people need to remember that. But I'm always yeah. researching. So every time I research something new, I'm like, Oh, I need to add that to the book. So mm. I have to be like Everything I learned from this point forward doesn't matter. That'll be the next book. <laughs> and I just going to get my time capsule <laughs> yeah, out yeah, right yeah, now, right? For sure. Because I'm sure, sure if we had this conversation in a year, I'd be adding new stuff, right? Absolutely. I'd believe it. Yeah. Yep. Well, let's okay. have another conversation in a year. Yeah, that <laughs> sounds good. It. That sounds good. Yeah. Excellent. Awesome. Well, we're at an hour and a half. That time flies when you're having fun. That was really fun. Yeah. yeah. Shall we call it an episode? Yeah.
Let's let him. Uh, yeah. Would you like one more to, time? Uh, where can everybody find you? Sure. And... I kind of subtly put it in the whole time, but yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you're good. At... <laughs> so just one more time for everybody at the to, end to actually pay attention. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so if you haven't turned this off because I'm doing the promo part, <laughs> let's go. Uh, every honestly, I'm pretty simple. Uh, Randy King Live is everything. So I am. Uh, it's my YouTube channel. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, can be found under KPC Martial Arts, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, Randy King Live on Snapchat. Uh, I don't really use Snapchat. It's just for my daughter to send me filters um, <laughs> and like stupid games. Yeah. Uh, Instagram. And Facebook, I spend most of my time on. That's those are my pillars. Yeah, that's where I go. The Gary V style. Yeah, uh, that's where I am. Um, I I respond to everybody. So if you get a hold of me, like I'm not trying to big time anybody here. I know I was coming across maybe a little big time. I don't mean to. Um, I'm here to talk to you. So yeah. if you want to talk to anything, Randy King Live, uh, and also my website is randykinglive.com. That's where you can find the blog. That's where you can find videos. Um, I have a Patreon. If you want to jump on that, it's been weirdly successful. Uh, Patreon.com/slash Randy King Live. So awesome. and I have two so, podcasts. So yeah, talking to savages, talking to savages, interview based podcast where we interview uh, people with interesting jobs cool. from all mm-hmm. around the world. So coming oh, up, okay. yeah. Coming up, we have a dating coach. If you guys need guests, just tell me. We have a dating coach coming up. I have uh, the owner of Circle Fit coming up. We have a wrestler coming on. Um, we have a clinical psychologist, uh, but also we talk like, like martial arts instructors. And we, yeah. it's called yeah. Talking to Savage Evolution of Violence. So it's kind of this. And my favorite podcast that I do. Mm. And the last thing I'll probably promote, because I don't think I have anything else to promote, is uh, it's called the Randy King Live Podcast. I love my name. It's called the Randy King <laughs> That's Live. That's a good ring, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's called the Randy King Live Podcast, and it is a debate-based podcast, which I think is really, I think it's crucial in this time. So the way the podcast mm-hmm. works is it's free, and then there's a paid part, which mm-hmm. is the yeah. final thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, the free part is the most important part. The final thoughts is kind of cool, but the, the, the free part, that's why I release it free, mm-hmm. is uh, we take a debate. And in this time... I said it, I might've said it on the show, but I'm not sure if I did, but I'll say it again. If you don't agree with me hundred percent, you're my enemy mm-hmm. and that's not okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm trying to bring back the art of conversation. Yeah. So what we do is we pick, I bring a guest on and it's whoever, mm-hmm. and we pick a topic and right now they're very self-defense based. Cause that's kind of my brand. Sure. Excuse me. But yeah. I'll take a thing in self-defense. So example, um, we did a really uh, kind of controversial episode of, should we teach boys not to rape or women's self-defense, right? And, okay. and so then we pick one side or the other. And the way the debate is structured is you don't get to argue your opinion or your emotions. You just have mm-hmm. to argue your point, like a yeah. regular debate. Right? Yeah, exactly. Okay? So there's 15 rules. Um, there's 15 logic fallacies that you're not allowed to use. You can get mm-hmm. called out on them as part of the game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yep. The rules of the show is you start as friends. We, we start as friends. We leave as friends. So nobody yep. pouts and takes off, yep. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we debate the topic as a 20-minute jump and then we go into our actual thoughts on final thoughts yeah so it's a uh, it's super fun it's my favorite thing i just did one um sunday actually which was uh, is a big ego important in an instructor yeah mm. and mm. so I, okay right yeah, so yeah, i yeah. took i took the side of you shouldn't have it uh my friend took the side you should have it mm-hmm. and then we debated that out so yeah. it was very interesting so if you're if you're into debate and you're into actually like hearing people discuss and not just yell at each other from platforms and you're not um if you're sick of 90% of arguments being about your definition of a word, <laughs> then jump on it. Because most arguments I have, I'm like, I'm like, okay, so I'm saying self-defense, you're saying martial arts. And they're mm-hmm. like, no, I'm okay. So if our entire argument is classification of the terms we're using, yeah, we're not yeah. going to get anywhere. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I'm trying to bring back some civil discourse. Yeah. 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 We got to awesome. at least be in the same book, man. You know? Exactly. Yeah, if you're yeah, on exactly. the same page. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I, I'm sure you guys have this too. Every argument you have is about the definition of like, oh, I didn't mean it like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. well, how'd you mean it? Like, well, let's, let's give our, like, each other the lexicons. Let's give the sheets and go. And so yeah. that's the cool part of the debate. Yeah. That's Absolutely. awesome. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Alrighty. Well, thanks for coming. And, uh, one year from today. We'll, one, year, uh, we'll... one year from today. <laughs> well, thank you for having 13. me, gentlemen. I appreciate uh, it. Thanks for coming. Thank by. you so much. <laughs>